these crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to another episode of the Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of the amazing duo. I'm Steve. He's not lying. You got the other half right here. What's happening, everybody? Happy whatever day you're listening to this. My name is Dan Ramirez. You know, I used to say that, Steve. I said, like, last week, I was all, happy Labor Day. But I didn't fucking put it out for, like, three extra days. So it didn't count. So whatever... But you were telling them retroactively. This is true. I was timestamping. But at the same yes. time, folks, I just want you to know that wherever you are, wherever you may be, whatever time it is, hello. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise. What's happening? See how nice he is, ladies and gentlemen? Like, do you see how nice... He's always like this, too. I've only <laughs> seen Dan not in a great mood one time and I haven't seen it since then he told me to literally get out of his office it was pretty crazy <laughs> get out of my office yeah more or less I didn't which office was that man only thing at, I at our, our at our joint job you were just like uh can we get, can we kind of chill later on I'm not feeling it I'm like oh okay no problem <laughs> are you okay before we go any further, are you serious about that? <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. It happened. I don't think it was a bad mood, though, was it? Yeah, well, you were in a bad mood. Or you were, you were, it was a bad day for you. It didn't maybe strike you that maybe I needed to concentrate on my work? It was not that. Because you could do your work with your hands tied behind your back. It, you literally told me, hey, later on, you were like, I hope you didn't get upset by that. I just wasn't in the mood. That doesn't even sound like me. Maybe you're, I know maybe you're paraphrasing, weird. and that's yes, why it doesn't sound like me. But I, I wouldn't phrasing. Don't get me wrong, dude. I wouldn't put it past me. I'm just saying I don't really yeah, call it. You were just were not in a good mood. You were not in the talking mood that day. Well, wouldn't that be better than just being like, yeah? Oh, I loved it. I loved the candor of which you know you were just like, hey, look, I'm not in the mood to talk today. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> that's oh. that's great, Steve. How's about you fuck off for about two three hours? <laughs> Come on back. We'll do this again. And if it I ain't ready, totally you're going to have to refuck off again. But we'll, we'll get it right one of these times. My buddy. So, my buddy. There he goes. There so he goes. Funny. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. So what's happening, dude? How was your week? It was a good week, man. Look, um, an interesting thing happened this week. So You don't say. I work with, um, I'm now in an audiology department. Audiology, that is, yeah. And, um, Which is, for the, talking, for the people that may not know. Yes. Study of ears. The, the medical practice of helping your hearing ears, ear canal, so on and so forth. I was trying to trick you to see if you knew. Of course <laughs> I because we were Because you know, once I talk, when I talk to one of the doctors, I'm going to be just, I was like, gee, how do you do what you do? And, um, gee, we need to be more, we more, what I'm getting out of, what I'm trying to say is we need to be way more careful with our ears. It's kind of like, like too late for me a little bit, man. Like I, I now I'm being careful with my ears, but I put so much damage on my ears from going to like the hundreds of metal concerts and just concerts in general. But I mean, I've been right next to the amps, right in the front, just blasting no ear. I was so stupid. You always think that you're invincible when you're young. And then you come back 20 years down the road, you're like, what? Huh? Say again? <laughs> come again? That's how bad it is. Like, seriously, he's like, look, one concert pretty much damages your ears. The fact of how many times you go. You're supposed to have music, the uh, uh, music earplugs for every concert you go to. He's like, you should never go just in an auditorium with no earplugs in. 
because you are, your body is going to start. Your ears do just get destroyed every concert. You're not lying, man. I see people. I remember when I was younger, I would see people with the earplugs or they would and smartly so they would bring their kids and they would put those, totally. you know, the cans on their head. Yes, you're is, supposed to. Exactly. That's great. But the people that had earplugs on them like pussies, you know, as a kid. And now, if I don't have earplugs, I'm grabbing like a napkin, shoving paper in my ear or something. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what I did at Panic at the Disco. It was fucking loud. I had to put some yeah, d- some napkins said, in my ears. He was like, you see this thing? And he put his hand, hands in his ear. I'm like, yeah. He's like, that doesn't do anything. I said, what? <laughs> He's like, no, you need specific. You need the ear fo- the earplugs for musicians. That's what you, you really need because, yeah, your ears are. I said, you know what? I went to a Prince concert and I was right at stage, like at the stage. And as soon as it started. My ears were just like, whoa. But then after a while, they got kind of compensated. He said, yeah, that's your brain saying, okay, well, we're going to have to kind of lower the whatever so that we can deal with it. He said, but I'm telling you now, your ears aren't the same as they were before you walked in that concert. For sure. I don't know if I necessarily, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I know more than an audiologist does, but right. Audiologist. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Not my practice, but um, I am curious about one thing. He said that if you put your, you said your fingers in your ear, it doesn't do anything or your hands over. It, no, it, it doesn't. Well, then you know how you put, you plug your ears. Yes. He's like, he didn't say it does nothing. He's like, but it's totally ineffective in comparison with the. Uh, sure. Yeah. It's suboptimal compared to earplugs. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Because the diff- with earplugs, if you use regular earplugs, what it does is he told me, he's like, it takes the, either it'll take the treble or the bass away. He said, and so it makes the music not sound that great. Whereas if you get musicians earplugs, it evens out the treble in the bass and just lowers it volumes. So you're just hearing exactly what you were hearing at a different volume. He's like, just purchase those. Did you? So that you're hearing great music. Um, it's a funny thing that life happens. Uh, I didn't remember that till I just got on the podcast. I'm thinking you're making it up. No, I'm just joking. Oh, I'm, I'm I wish kidding, I, man. You know, I know how they I exist. start like, dude, it was, it's, I need to stop getting, because what I do is I keep asking questions until a person says it's too personal. Because I'm like, hey, if they're going to keep on answering, I'm going to keep on asking. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Bruh. <laughs> I will. And the thing is. 35 shows most, of it. <laughs> most people will just tell you. They'll just. Okay. He asked. Here it is. Like, have you ever been divorced? Have you ever been married? How is that marriage? What happened? Why did you get divorced? And they'll just be like, oh, this happened. This happened. I have not yet said, heard someone say, that's a little bit too personal. Can we not talk about that? That's a little bit country. And I'm a little bit rock and roll. That's what I'm saying. And and Dan, let me ask you something, Dan. Yes, sir. Please do. Do you, are you a person that when you're in a a new area, a new place, do you um, drill into people's lives? No, actually, I'm very quiet when I first get there. I'm friendly, but I don't want to know a damn thing about you. I, I have to, I'm the guy that has to like study everyone first from a distance. Do you know what I'm saying? Very nice and pleasant. I'll be, I'll be great with the transactions. But I'm not giving you anything until I know what you're about. Wow. You know what? That is you. I could see that. Why do I need to you, just tell everyone my life story? Oh, never mind. I have a podcast. Never mind. <laughs> guess, no, but I'm saying. I guess that sort of uh, goes out someone the window. else, though? Yeah. Do you ask other people, though? No. You know why? Because a lot of times I don't care. <laughs> I mean, Damn. don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't care about people, but I'm there to do the job. And if it happens, it happens. But I, I have to fill you out first. I've always been that way. I won't come off unfriendly. I don't think I've ever been accused of being unfriendly. It's no, just you're not that. It's just that I have to sort of approach with caution because you never know, man. You start telling people shit that's private, or well, if, if you tell people it's private, excuse me, 
what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is that my lips are all flippity flap right now. So <laughs> earlier, <laughs> see, I've got some fantastic soup coolers on me. Listen, hear that? Those are my lips. And amazing. Yeah, they're they're amazing lips. But the, sometimes they like get. You know how like when you're walking and you step on your shoelace. You ever done that wow. before? Yeah. You step on your lips? I stepped on my lips the other day. Wow. No, you know, they just I get tripped up a little bit is all I'm saying. To the point where I actually forgot what I was talking about. No, you were saying that you don't like to drill down and you know, you don't like to ask people too many questions. You don't really it's not that you don't care, but Yeah, it's not that I don't care. It's just if you give too much information to people, you never know what they're gonna do with it. You know, like I'm the kind of guy where if I start a job, and it's been years since I've started a new job, but when I start a new job, there's always that one person that's like, all right, man, see that person over there? That's the one you got to stay away from. And that one over there, you got to stay. That's okay. No, the person that's telling you that shit is the one you got to stay away from. So I kind of wait for that person to show up. You're right. And then I start doing the process of elimination. You're totally freaking right, huh? Yep. I mean, I feel I'm right, at least in this subject. Then again, I do that, though. Like when someone, if I'm training somebody, I tell them who to stay away from. Oh, you're that guy. I am. I, I say that there's snitches about and you need to be careful about these people because they will like have, make you take a long lunch and then snitch on you for taking said lunch. I'm always super cautious of people that are like, and you know, no names, but, and then they'll tell you a whole bunch of shit. You're like, hmm. oh yeah, you got to watch out for that. You can't mm-hmm. have people like saying, don't tell anybody I said Exactly. This, you didn't hear this from me. Yeah. Because someone's going to be talking that giant. Yes. And the first time that you tell them something, oh, they're just bursting at the seams. I got, I got something I should say, but I shouldn't, you know, and then it, uh, it just spreads like wildfire. That's why you're closed off. Yeah. That's why you're kind of closed off. That's it, man. Until I get to know you and trust you, and then I'm very friendly and welcoming. Well, there's really... By your birthday gifts is, and stuff. There's only one way to get to know you. That's <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I'm still... Your, your fucking segues are amazing. All right, go for it. I'm sorry, please. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. Queuing up the Tijuana taxi. Here we go. Little Herb Alpert, ladies and gentlemen, coming up your way. If you're wondering how to get to know Dan and a little something about me, why don't you tell them, Dan? Steve, I am glad you asked. Here we go. Even though you told me you didn't ask anything. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I'm going to put on my best radio voice here and tell you how you're doing. This is Heroes of Noise podcast. No, I'm just kidding. What's up, everybody? This is the Heroes of Noise podcast. There, I said it normal. You want to get a hold of the show? Hit us up at Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up at Twitter, at Heroes of Noise. Myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public. And little homie over there, at SE underscore Hudson Music. That is Steve Hudson, ladies and gentlemen. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to save you a whole bunch of time. All you got to do is go to www.heroesofnoise.com, and you're going to find everything you're looking for right there. You can subscribe to the show. You can email us. You can, uh, oh, you know what we can do, Steve, now? I forgot about that. What can we do? Steve, you know what I did today? I. What's that? I built us an online store. What do you think about that? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, as of today, you can go to heroesofnoise.com, click on the link, and it's going to take you to a Threadless store, and you can purchase Heroes of Noise t-shirts, mugs, like kind of everything, to be honest with you. I don't know who the fuck would want a Heroes of Noise shower curtain, but if you're out there, please take a picture if you buy it, send it to us, because you're going to be my hero. So go to, again, www.heroesofnoise.com, click on the link, head over to the Threadless store, pick up a shirt. It's it's almost Christmas, Steve, right? I mean, we're getting there. Oh, it is. We're getting to the point where we need to start purchasing gifts for Christmas. I think this would be a perfect gift. So for the podcast lover in your life, go ahead and do that. I'm not going to hoe it out too much because it's fresh and we don't want it to feel cheap. So go ahead and check it out. Let us know what you think. Other than that, Steve, that's pretty much it for me. I'm going to go ahead and turn it back to you, my friend. 
You see, it's an interesting life we lead. Today, I know we're, uh, we're, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but there's a few things that I got to tell you, Dan. Um, well, I got to tell the listener. Dan works so hard on the stuff that, um, you know, the new things on the website. It's just amazing. I don't even know how he finds the time to do this. The dude is getting new store. Every time he, uh, oh, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Dan, thank you for all the hard work you put into that stuff. I got to just say that because I know you are a busy, busy person. How you do that, I don't know. If I, if I had a um, sound thing, I would put an applause for you. But oh, I here, don't. let me have I'll just share myself. There we go. Hey, thanks. I know I'm not doing it for me. I'm just helping you out because you were asking for it. So thank you. you. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank the Academy and I'd like to thank (laughs) myself. And let me tell you a funny thing that happened today. So I'm talking to Dan. Dan's like, hey, man, check out the store. I was like, oh, the store looks great. He showed me a blanket with the Heroes of Noise logo on it. Blanky. And we're talking. We're like, this looks great. This looks great. This looks amazing. All of a sudden, there's quiet. And Dan says, (laughs) and i said does a a logo on a blanket look off center it literally was he's like yeah and i'm like but no one is ever going to have it flat so that someone could see that it's off center and he's like true i'm like and they're probably going to be wrapped up in it so it's not going to matter and he's like true and so we're talking and then later on he's like yeah i fixed it of course that is the kind of person you're dealing with on this show a person that is his middle name is Perfection, Danathan Perfection Ramirez. The dude does not stop. So again, it's Daniel, thank you saying. so much for being such a perfectionist and a hard worker on H-O-N. You're very welcome, man. I'm glad. I hope these people like it. And I mean, ask yourself this question, guys. If you purchased something and it was a little off center, would you be like, that's cool? Or would you be like, you know what? This is bullshit. I spent some money on it. I can't let, I can't do that to you good people because you're spending money. Well, you haven't spent shit yet, but that's okay because it's brand new. But if you do, you're spending money and you're helping out the show. By the way, let me just talk about that for just a second, Steve. I just want these people to know that when they buy a shirt or they buy anything for that matter, I mean, there's like phone cases and condoms. No, there's no condoms. I'm just kidding. But when they buy these things, I guess how it works is that Threadless, the company, gets a pretty good percentage of it, but we get some of it too. Now, I don't want y'all thinking that we're just going out and drinking beers, buying, you know, strippers, all that kind of, you know, getting the high, <laughs> high class hooahs and things like that. That's not what we're doing. Of course not. Not at all. No. no. I just want you to understand that if you listen to podcasts and maybe you don't know exactly how they work, it takes money to do these things. And, you know, from everything from your website to your recording equipment, to us going to see movies so we can share them with you, to our you know, movie accounts like Netflix and Hulu, things like that. So we can share this with you. Marvel Unlimited, all that shit costs money. And quite honestly, we do it for the show. So everything that you send to us that we get, we just put it right back into the show. It's going to pay for our web, for, um, sorry, I already said the website, but like Libsyn, which is our, our, uh, our server. You know, that's how you guys hear us. Mm -hmm. That's what sends everything out. So I just want you to understand that this is, we're not trying to like profit and be ballers because that's obviously not going to happen, especially with this freaking show yet, yet. Hear that? Yet. But it's going to. It's going to. Of course it is, Steve. No, but anyway, I just want you guys to know that. So we're very appreciative. If you do contribute to the show, just understand that it's exactly what it is. It's going back into the show. That's it. God bless America. That is the hardworking Dan that you just that you just heard there. I mean, the dude works nonstop. Do you know why he works nonstop, ladies and gentlemen? Because he loves you. I do. Because he loves you. I really do. He makes 
Yeah, he makes time out of his day to prove how much he loves you. And he also makes time to watch certain things. And you know what I'm wondering? What the crap has Dan watched this week? Hey, all right, let me explain something real quick, okay? I've watched a whole bunch of shit this weekend. I'm talking about some of it. Saving something for later. <laughs> You're only talking about a sum of Just talking about some of it. We, got a, we have a big show today, Steve. We've got things but that we're going to try. We've got new I segments. I you watched more. Than this? Yes. And what you're looking, sorry. When I say this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pointing out our notes. A um, little behind the scenes there. That's a grip. That's a grip. Let's see. You got <laughs> two. You watched. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to say what. We'll go over it like when it's time. But yes. yeah, there's wow. a few other things that I've been saving back. I've been holding back That's on incredible. a couple of things. Incredible. Yes. And I'm going to go see two more things tomorrow. Maybe. Good Lord. At least one for sure. But but anyway. Okay. So I got some things I'm to talk going about. I'm going to see something tomorrow too. You are? Is it going to be? I'm going to go see the nun tomorrow. The nun tomorrow night. Yes. Mm-hmm. About nine. Hit me up. Maybe I'll go with you. Have a few drinks. I think tomorrow I'm going to go see Peppermint, dude. Okay, why? Okay, well, honestly. Yes. Okay. I'm not a big Jennifer <laughs> Garner fan, but I loved okay. Jennifer Garner and Alias. And I thought okay. that's sort of how I like discovered her, which I th- I'm assuming that's how most people did. But I, I, guess. I liked the Garner and I watched all the whole entire series. Okay. I've been hearing, and again, I've just been hearing, mostly reading, that there's, there's good action. Like, it seems legit. So, why not? Why do I have to hate on something I don't understand? But I, but I will say on one it. thing, though. Not, I really yeah. wasn't hating. There is one thing that I kind of want to see, that if it's as bad as it really seems on the trailer. And it's, What's that? So, do you know what the story's about? What? I've got a very loose interpretation of what it's about. But of Peppermint? Of Peppermint, yeah. No, what is it about? All right. So, it's Christmas time. And uh-huh. uh, Jennifer Garner works in a candy cane factory, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. That's not it at all. I don't know why oh, it's... I was about to say, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I don't know. This meets Willy Wonka. I don't really know why it's called Peppermint. I guess we'll find that out. But it's one of those movies where it's a, it's a payback movie. You know, she, she was a happy woman. I don't know if she was married or not, but she was happy. Her life was full. She had children and somebody takes it all away. And then she disappears for a while. And when she comes back, she's talking like this. She's talking like she's tough, Steve. Come on, Dan. That's what I wanted to see in the trailer. She's talking Dan. Justice. I'm seeking justice. So I want to see. Come on, Hey, Movie Pass is a great thing. If it's up, I'll go see. No, but here's the thing. Here's the big thing. Actually, Movie Pass sucks. If there was nothing else, I'd say, okay, but there are like a few other good movies that are out. And I'm like, I wonder why I shouldn't go see those. Well, the other reason is that Gail wanted to go see it. So I figured, why not be a nice guy and take my lady to the movies? But I'm curious. I want to see it, too, because she was good in Alias. At least I thought so. I never saw Alias. Oh, well, then what are you talking about? You can't hate on something. I never said she was. I don't. I like you can't be cynical or uh, what's the other word? No, but I like Jennifer Gardner. It's just this movie. I was like, oh, no, that's all. Yeah. Did you watch that scene going on 30? I didn't see that. It's a cute. It's a cute movie. She's great. I like it. What did I see? What did I like Jennifer Garner? Oh, I loved her in, um, there was a movie where she was actually, I forgot the name. Was it Fishing with, I forgot, but Kevin Smith was in it with her. That's interesting. (laughs) It was a a good movie. It was Kevin Smith and Jennifer Garner. Doesn't she not like Kevin? I think you might be. I don't know. We can check it out. But doesn't she not like Kevin Smith now? I don't think she, I mean, I don't think she doesn't like Kevin Smith. I'm putting words in the man's mouth, but I've heard him say something to the fact that she might be the reason why old Ben Affleck doesn't talk to him anymore. Outside of just being a baller of a By the way, it's called Catch and Release. Catch and Release. I've heard of it. Haven't seen it. 
It was, I like, dude, mind you, I'm super biased because I can watch pretty much anything Kevin Smith, except for, um, I didn't watch Cop Out. It's the only one I missed. How about that yoga hosers? Okay, look, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, G. I forgot about that. That did, that was so, but you know what? The funny thing is, if I would have watched more interviews, I would have known what it was going to be when he was just like, I don't care if people see this. I just want to have a movie with my daughter. I'm like, oh, I should have known. This was a massive show and tell. This is what this was. This was like, what if we could do show and tell by just making a movie? And then, you know, that's what this was. But you know what's endearing about the movie, kind of, even though I really felt it was a terrible movie, is he did that for his daughter. Or at least, I I think he did. I think he made that movie for his daughter. And what was it, Johnny Depp's daughter, too. But he got to work with her and direct her and everything. That's bonding time right there, baby. It was adorable. Like, especially because of that one interview he did. I was like, gee, he's just, and then, you know what's funny about Kevin Smith? Do tell. He was a, well, he is, there is, it doesn't happen anymore. He is a big crier. Oh my God. And I did, ha- did you see him crying today? He, no. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'll tell you. After. No, I was saying he's, he was a crier before crying was cool. Cause I'm going to put it in the atmosphere. I believe that crying is about to make us like be a, <laughs> make it a huge comeback. Dude, I'm telling you, I have a feeling more men are going to be crying than was 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 previously seen i don't know why it's such a random throw but i have a feeling that crying is about to become a thing let me tell you why you know what i just thought about a why because the men that didn't or the people that didn't cry were in our generation our generation are now kind of some of us are front and center like in the spotlight those people are going to be open to their feelings that's why you're gonna start crying. Crying's in. I I'll, I'm, I can't argue with you this week. <laughs> now what? Now what? When did Kevin Smith cry today? Oh, it's because he was crying over Burt Reynolds. Because Burt Reynolds died. Everybody, Cannonball Run. You may recall Smokey and the Bandit. What else was he in? He was in Stick. He was in uh, Help Me Out, Steve. Come on. You got any Burt Reynolds? Oh, Boogie, Boogie, Nights. Boogie Nights. Yeah, he was in that. lots tons of shit. He was like an Academy mm-hmm. Award winning actor back in the day. People. He was totally. Like a, he was a hot item. And yes. You know, it's weird because, you know, they drop out of sight, kind of out of sight, out of mind. And then I saw a picture mm-hmm. of them prior to him dying. And wow, people, we just age rapidly. You know what I mean? That's what happens. So yeah. I think he, he passed away of cardiac arrest, I think. And he was like in his 80s. So, you know, good run. But Kevin Smith was sharing a video about how he used to go to Burt Reynolds movies with his dad. So he had like a sentimental moment. Oh, and you know, some, do you want to know something? That makes sense. I think what? I could relate to that, actually. Kevin Smith really? cries if like a dog farts, though. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always crying, so it's almost he's a big cry. It's he's cries. He cries too much, too much. What am I trying to say? I think he cries to the point where it's like it desensitizes me about it. You know, like if you see Kevin always happy, and then one day he puts out a video and he's just like crying, you're gonna be oh shit, this guy's got something really like deep to say. But he cries all the time. He cries over R two D two. You know what I mean? Does he really? Yeah. Doesn't that kind of like. Oh, you know what? He did say he cried when he was. But then again, you would have too. What? You would have cried if you were on the Millennium Falcon. No, I wouldn't. Oh, Dan. I wouldn't. It ain't like I'm on the real. Bro, it ain't like I'm on the real fucking Millennium Falcon. You know what I'm saying? I'm on set. If you were on set. No, I would be too overwhelmed. I wouldn't do it. And you would have totally cried. I don't think so. I'm telling you the truth. Dan. I admit fully when I cry. And I'm telling you, sir, that I wouldn't cry. But, okay, now we have to put it in context. Okay. It was before any of them were made. And so no one knew what to expect. And all of a sudden they opened this hangar 
and there it is. All right, you, you got would me. probably cry. All right, you got because me. you didn't even know. You're like, oh, you know, it's just gonna be fun. They're probably gonna make another, uh, you know, Star Wars. Giant doors open up, open, and there it is. And you're like, oh my god, this is my childhood. I'm looking at the Millennium Falcon, and you, then you walk on. You're crying. There might be some fiction to that. Some nonfiction, rather. I think you're yeah, right. Totally. I think I think I would. Now that you're mentioning it, I may cry. But it's just like if I walked into, it would be the equivalent for you. And now me, because I mean, Star Wars is not your favorite movie ever. It just meant something to you at the time, right? Oh, it means a lot to me still. If yes, if somebody, if I was, uh, someone was like, "Hey, Steve, we love your music. Come over. I want to show you something." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And they gave me like Michael Jackson's beat it jacket to put on. It would mess me up. Because I remember vividly where I was when I first saw that jacket. And it meant something to me. So, yeah, dude. It would be like the, the, the so Michael Jackson's beta jacket is my um, Millennium Falcon. Ooh, that's dope. Hey, being that you were such a big Michael Jackson fan as a mm-hmm. kid, did you ever yeah. rock a Jerry Curl? Uh, I had a um, an S Curl is what we called it. You got pictures? An S Curl? Uh... My mom has an S curl. My mom has a picture of me with an S curl. Yeah. Yeah. You got to send that this way, man. Oh, that's not going to happen. Hey, come on. I showed you my senior picture. Oh, you showed me the Ms. Nullet. That's true. So yeah. I (laughs) See, Dan Dan had a Ms. Nullet. Yes. So you're going to get, okay, that's the picture you get. You could have had some crazy pictures too. My mom has pictures of me doing Michael Jackson. What do you mean? Like dancing like Michael Jackson? On my toes. Yeah. You can dance, right? I know you can like do I can't gymnastics now, no. and shit, but you could dance. Yeah, I did Get out of here. You could dance. The, no, the only dances the, when I was dancing was like Jodeci freaking you dancing. Ah. That wasn't dancing. All you were doing was grinding against whoever was in front of you. Now I think people, well, I don't know. Do people like actually dance now or do they still just grind? I don't know. I'm going to opt for grind. You think it's grind? That's all I'd be able to do. Or I'll do that thing that Will Smith says where you just stay in your zone. But other than that, I think it's just a grinding situation. You know what? Do you have rhythm? I know you have rhythm because you used to be a drummer. I have enough. I'll say that. For dancing. So so you would be able to be on the dance floor and you wouldn't make a scene? No, I I don't think so. But I wouldn't be trying to. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what I can do. I'm not going to try to throw in a spin. (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to twist my ankle. DJ got to stop the song and shit. Can I get a medic? That's real. Yeah. So, now tell me something. You, you said you've, you've thrown your back out, right? Oh, God. I can't even count. There's a video of a... <laughs> so mean. There's a, there was a viral video of a woman on stage with... Uh, you know, it was a rap concert and this white girl got on stage and she was, um, she was twerking and her back went out. <laughs> and so she was trying to get up and she just looked like she was walking and squatting. People were like, what's up with her? It's the, it's the new dance. To, yes. So they were trying to pick her up and she just kept on falling back and walking like in a squat position. And some people in the comic session, like you could tell who had that happen and who didn't. Some people were like, that's hilarious. Why didn't she just get up? Other people were like, I feel that from where I am right now. I'm like, okay. This back throw out thing, because I would think you could just shake it off, get up and walk off the stage. That's right. She I forgot. could not do that. I forgot. Sorry. Uh, you had told me just the other day. I forgot about that, that you've never had any type of back injury or any no, kind of spasm. No, oh, no. man. I, I, so I, so I, in my brain, I'm like, just get up and walk off. Like, shake it off a little bit. Kind of just be like, just stand up, 
buckle through it and walk away. She could not do that. No, nah, that ain't happening. I really hope, I sincerely hope that you never have to have that, dude. I wouldn't wish that on Ant. Would I wish that on anyone? Nah, I wouldn't. That's too bad. It's really bad. Last week, you didn't you have a little back issue last week? Oh, I had like a like a pull the muscle or something. That's different. I'm talking about oh. when their whole fucking body just drops. I haven't had that well, in a long time. Well, what's the difference time. between back throw out and pulled back muscle? Well, it just depends, man. I'm not going to get all too, you know. Science Come on, it. Dad. This is what we. This is what we love to hear from you. I think that's what you love to hear. But I'll tell that's you, true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's you know, like let's say you had like a bulging disc in your back or something like. Yes. That. So you got nerves back there, right? They go from your back, mm-hmm. from your spinal cord into your legs, and yes. And I'm very much simplifying this. But if one of your discs are bulging, you have a herniated disc, and it's pushing against one of those nerves, that's it. You might get numb. What? You might get numbness in your leg. I remember one time. Oh yeah, we talked about this. Remember when I told you that I was at that concert and I did the, the, the <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did the Metallica jump. You remember that shit? Off the truck, right? Off the, the truck. truck. Of course, yeah. So and then I landed right so on my ass. So not, but I, I didn't really like feel pain because I was drunk, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then for the next like three, I think it was three weeks. Could have been even longer than that. Actually, literally couldn't feel my second right toe. Oh my God. Like nothing. Like completely, completely numb. Like I could punch it. Like what was it? Uh, Mr. Deeds. Remember Mr. Deeds with the black foot? Yes. Yeah. It was not that bad, but I really could just, I could flick it or something. You couldn't feel anything. And then it just came back. But that's just like a light one. I had a club foot for a while. You had a club foot? Yeah. But you do some stem cells injection and you got got your toes back? Here's what happened, Jay. This is such a weird story. Remember when I went to Avenue of the Giants? Yes. Okay, so I drive there, and um, everything's fine. I get there. I didn't know how close to Oregon I was. It was like an hour from Oregon. And so I drive back. It was a 14-hour day of driving. But I didn't move my leg on the way back. So when I got home, um, I got out of the car. I put my foot down, and immediately it just flops. Like I couldn't – if I put my foot str- uh, on the ground, I couldn't lift my toes or my the front of the padding of my foot up. I couldn't. Foot. It just flops like I had nothing there. It's called foot drop. Is that what it's called? If it's what I'm thinking, yes. I could like when I'd walk you here, plop, plop, <laughs> plop. Like I could not do and, and even my boy was my boy was like, hey, what's up with your freaking foot, dude? Why are you so I was like, I can't if I put my heel, I can't just stand on my heel. My whole foot then goes because I have no muscles to and I thought something was wrong. But uh, the internet had no answers. And so me being dumb, I just let it go away. And it did eventually. But I was like, that could have been more serious than I thought it could. Makes me kind of like, concerned had, for you a little bit, dude. Like, dude, seriously, no, no joke. foot for three months. Well, the reason that I say that it concerns me is that that could very well come back. Word? Like something did it. You know what I mean? Oh, to- yeah. I had my, literally, I had my foot up in a, like, you know, the car was so small that I had it. Um, you know, my knee was like propped up and sideways against the door for seven hours. So whatever it blocked or whatever it did, something was wrong. Better keep an eye on it, G. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, bruh. It freaked me the crap out, but I just, I just ignored it for three months, and eventually I was like, hey, I can walk. Again. Hey, check it out, my feet's work. <laughs> <laughs> I should have actually came to talk to you. That would have been the smart thing to be like, hey. Dan, what the crap is wrong with my foot? You probably would have been able to say, dude, you need to get that checked out yesterday. I think you got foot herpes, man. Gee, gee. You got foot herpes. I did. 
You know, I take. I guess technically that can't happen, huh? I would be making. Un- Let's see. Could it? I don't know, man. That's a good question. I'm, dude, it, of course it can't. To Google. Let's find out. No, I don't give a shit, actually. We, no, it totally can, G. And the weird thing is we haven't cured herpes it. on your How foot? haven't we cured it? Well, I guess if you were getting... Huh. Let's think about that for a second because you... It's a skin right. disease. Yeah. yeah. So if you're getting, you know, foot friendly, maybe... Well, here's what freaked me out. People, number one, I'm not dogging. If you got it, you got it. Life is... It's cool. <laughs> no offense to anyone that has it's foot no herpes. Problem. But what happened is I was, oh man, I hope it wasn't. I was sharing, uh, you know how you, you do the whole shots that thing where everybody just passes this flask around? The one guy that has foot herpes is listening. Yes, I do. And so we are all drinking and swigging. Later on, I go, um, you know, I was around some of my friends in the lab and they were like, hey, you know. Uh, you know, you know, Sherry got a cold sore, right? Gee, listen, that's almost how it happened. She's like, you know, like a massive percentage of, of, people have herpes i was like hey yo what and they're like yeah um how many people were in the group i'm like six and he's like yeah maybe one of them had it i since i was in physics at the time i was trying to do the numbers like what is the probability that one of them had it and i was like oh it's over i got herpes maybe you do Gee, will you stop? <laughs> Is it freaking you out a little bit? Yes, G. <laughs> you never know, Steve. You <laughs> never know. Hey, tell me this. Oh, this is me. You know, no offense to anyone that has herpes out there. We're just fucking That's around. what I'm saying. It's not a big deal. But um, it's just, I think it's, look. Don't look, feel bad listen. about yourself, man. Shit happens. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not a big deal at all. It's just one of those things. It's just like someone had the flu and they're like, hey, 90% of America has the flu. I'd be worried. Be like, oh, snap. What if I somebody I shared the bottle with had the flu? I'd be just as worried. You ever had a canker sore? Um, uh, canker sore? Mm-hmm. You get like the little white sore in your mouth. They're very common. Like, is it like a, a we're talking about like a cold sore? No, I'm talking about on the inside. Like, let's say you I think it's the same. Like they're, they, they come this way, too. But I'm pretty sure, like, if you bite your lip or something, you've gotten, like, you know what I mean? Like, the inside of your cheek, you can get, like, a little sore on there. You never had that? No. That's good. That's good. Because I heard that's, that's like, a form of it. It's not, like, the herpes that we're thinking of, but that's a type of herpes. Jeez Louise, Jay. It's everywhere, man. Catch it. Well, no. Every, I know a lot of people get cold sore. It's no big deal. But. Herpes. Um, it's everywhere. Catch it's it. It's everywhere. Say. <laughs> You know what I'm more afraid of than any of that is, uh, like I said, parasites, G. Ever since I've been watching Monsters Inside Me, I've been freaking out. Yeah, I don't fuck with the parasites. Tapeworms and all that. You know, we were talking about movies a second ago, but we'll get back to it. We were just about to, and we we took a right turn. But I'm sure the majority of the people that are listening are already used to that. Um, Of course. No, we're going to get back to it. I just want to give you... Look, y'all said y'all wanted to know more about me, didn't you? Well, I'm telling you my fears. And number one, herpes is not a fear. What's a true fear of mine is parasites. And werewolves. Gee, listen. <laughs> listen, G. What was I watching that something turned into a monster, like a werewolf monster? I think it was a commercial. And there were like one of one of them had like a dog head. And I'm like, man, this ain't even cool. Who would want to who would want to buy something after seeing this? I don't like animal heads on people. What about like Egyptian writings on walls and things like that. That's where they what have I'm saying. That kind Look, of stuff you're not into. Or did you see? Here's what. I, did you see uh, Stargate? Remember when they had those? Yes. Yes. Crazy ass mask on those gold masks. But here's the thing. That this is this is why I think that they were smart. Whoever created those gods knew that people would be freaked out and would worship those things. 
But like, imagine a dog head on a person. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, I'll buy down to that. No question. Whatever that thing says for me to do, I will do that thing. Imagine a human head on a freaking lion. You're like, yeah, I, I would buy down. I'll bow it down to that for sure. Because I don't want any part of that. What smoke. would freak you out more? A lion's head on a human or a human's head on a lion? Lion's head human. That's why I don't watch the Like a Virgin movie, uh, video. Oh, you're going to have to refresh my memory on that one. There's a, there's a person in a suit. I think he has a suit on in Like a Virgin video, and he has a lion head. I was like, and change the channel. That is some way back shit right there. This is something that's bothered you for, since a kid, right? Because oh, when's dude, the last time no. you saw the Like a Virgin video? Oh, years, dude. I remember when I was four or five, there was a, an episode of Fantasy Island where a guy was playing the organ and a girl was trying to get him to turn around. He's like, I'm not turning around. And she's like, just turn around. He turned around. He had like a puma face. I was like, and never watching Fantasy Island again. Hey, dude, speaking of Fantasy Island, I, I don't know if we talked about this before or maybe I talked with you or I was telling somebody about this. So pardon me if this is a repeat thing. Did you know that HBO is putting out a series starring Peter Dinklage? That's like the, Her what's his name? Hervé Villachez life story. Really? Yeah, dude. It's coming out like next That's gonna month. That's going to be good, dude. I'm totally down with it. I want to see it. I want him to go, That's going to be really bah, good. <laughs> the plane. He sounded pretty I good on be, the commercial too. Is, oh, he did that thing? Mm -hmm. he was, is I, that how he really I think talked? that there was a little bit of... Well, it was just that he had a really kind of, you know, uh, what's thick the word? Accent. Well, he had a thick accent, and plus his vocal cords were, I guess, smaller, if that makes any sense. He did have a higher pitched voice. So that, in combination with the heavy accent, turns into that plane. That was an interesting show, dude. That oh, was like. A I watched it every Saturday Twilight night, dude. Zone. You know what it was? I did until that. Here's the combo. This is what I watched with my parents. Oh, like, my God. Every freaking night. Wait. Every freaking Saturday night, it was The Love Boat, followed mm -hmm. by Fantasy Island. Yes. Rolling into, it wasn't called Creature Feature. What the hell was it called? Um, it was one of, ah, I can't even think of it now. I blew the whole story. But it was one of those like Creature Feature kind of shows that would come on. It was like on a public channel. I remember channel. Love Boat. Yes. Yeah, I remember the Love Boat. Exciting and new. Yep. What was Homeboy's name? Except it's not. Brother with the Afro? Isaac. Yes, that was my boy. I don't remember them all now. There's like Captain Steubing and Isaac, and that's about as far as I can get. Do you, well, know the, you, do you remember Mr. Rourke? You know who Mr. Rourke is, right? Well, Not to confuse no, you, that's the guy on Fantasy Island. That was the dude's name? Yeah, well, that was just the character's name. Yeah, I didn't know that. Was it I Ricardo Montalban? Yes. Okay, it didn't sound the, right for a second. That was the I guy that did Khan, right? Ricardo Montalban? Yes, yeah. and I never put that together till later. Smiles, everybody, smiles. He looks so different. Fantasy Island. Gee, that dude, I bet you he got play. Off of Fantasy Island? Oh, gee. He got play. Come sit sure. with me. Talk with me for a while. Perhaps you would like to be on my show. <laughs> Don't you like Star yeah. Trek? <laughs> that, gee, after that Star Trek game, because wasn't he the one to put the parasites in Homeboy's ears? That was the crew, yeah. I don't think he did it because, oh. you know, he was, he was shot calling. But yes, he's responsible for those. That fucked with me a little bit when I was a kid, when I saw that. Because that's a thing for me, like a bug crawling in my ear. I, I went down this weird rabbit hole one night on YouTube. It all started with Dr. Pimple Popper. You know who wow. she is. You know who she is, right? Mm -mm. You don't know who Dr. Pimple Popper is? I can imagine. Oh, bro. I, yeah, but it's, it's, more, <laughs> it's more than pimples, though, man. It's more than that. She gets like those. Is it? You ever seen? Yeah, it is, and I'm about to tell you. You ever see when people have like big, giant cysts on their back? Like they I look agree. like there's a softball underneath it or something like that? Uh-huh. She YouTubes herself. I, I imagine that you have to sign over the rights to it, but she extracts those. 
and she'll like cut them open and then like push on it and then it just looks like custard coming out of it. <laughs> oh, is she a doctor? Yeah, I think she's probably a dermatologist, I'd imagine. But she's gotten hmm. so much bank off of this now. I don't know what channel it's on or what network rather, but she has a show now. Before it all started, it was on YouTube. Then it moved on to social media and then she got picked up because there's a bunch of sick fucks like myself that can sit there and watch that shit forever. Gee, that is, I think, I think there's like a sexual thing to that. No, there's not. What not are you to talking you. about? No, 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 not to you. I'm saying to some people, there's a sexual thing to that. I think for most people, there's a sexual thing to everything. You know what I mean? Uh, Everyone's got a thing. it's really popular for no reason, like that AMF, what is it, AMFSR or MSR, where people talk like this. I never and heard. So what I'm going to do is. <laughs> yeah. I never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, they talk really like way up on the mic and they'll be like, and then I'm going to take this. And they chew. Like some people get off on like folks chewing. Oh, into the mic. oh, you know it's what? It's called AMSR, AMFR. Oh, no, I'm thinking of something. I'm thinking of like the phobia of something like that, like misophobia or something where they maybe that's not right. But it's when the people can't stand the way people chew. It just like drives them oh, crazy. I never heard of that. It's not the same thing. But um, no, if that's you look interesting. Up, if you look it up right now, all you're going to see is a person talking really close to the mic so that you can hear like all the tongue movements and stuff when they're talking. I think that's it's me every thing. show. And like eating celery. Like it, it's part of that AMF. I don't even know what the. the, hey, the, the I got an idea. Uh, go for it. I think that you and I should like if we let's see. What if we have one of those people out there listening right now? I think maybe we should do a little something, something for him. Oh, we need to. We do. Well, maybe we'll talk normal. We'll, we'll like be cool and everything. We're not going to talk yeah, sexual. Well, we we really need like if you see it, you'll know. We can't just do it with 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 the way we're doing it now. It's like you need to turn the mics up to 150. I'm going to do it right now. Like they, you have to be so loud that when you talk like this. All right, check it out. Like, yeah, it's not even working. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to turn my gain up a little bit. All right, go for it. Oh, that's loud. Let me get some. Get some spit going. All right, all right, check it out. Hear that sound right there? Yo, that's my, <laughs> that's my, that's my, that's my beard rubbing up against the microphone right gee, there. That's kind of, gee, that's kind of what it is, you know, man. You know what I'm saying? Gee, I'm begging you. Can you just look up a video for me real quick? Okay, hold on a second. All right, cool. Hold gee, on. Gee, that's so weird that you actually did it. It's called gain on your mixer. No, it's kind of me explaining it well. The fact that you did it so well is me explaining it amazingly. So I've never heard of this. So hold on. I'm sorry, guys, if I'm yelling in your ear is now. Is it called? Turn my game back. I think back. it's A-M-S-R. A-M-S like Sam? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, my gosh. It's it is. A-S-M-R. A-S-M-R. Gee, watch this. Just tell me. I will share it. Crazy. I'm going to share it with the people yes. here. Hold on. Yes. Hopefully, we won't get any ads. Uh, okay, here we go. This A-S-M-R video will give you the tingles. <laughs> Sorry, that was <laughs> that was a little bit of a giddy laugh on my part. I told you. <laughs> All right, here we go. You guys get ready to, you know what? Just keep your private parts in. Here we go. Yes. This is 22 minutes long. This might not be what I, we need to do here. What the fuck is this, Steve? I told you, you're gonna go down a rabbit hole. She's touching. She's touching her. She has a comb, and she's rubbing it onto the onto the. Yeah. 
this is fucking weird. I'm a little... <laughs> and she's doing it like this. Hold on, let me find my pan real quick. It's like this. You want? I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear this or not. This is fucking crazy, dude. Oh, oh man, how many you taught me something today. I didn't know this even existed. Oh, I how many was... views does it have? Uh, okay, that's the comments. I'm like, not that many. Yeah, there's a bunch of sick fuckers out there. <laughs> two million two hundred ninety-one thousand five hundred eighty-one. This is a serious thing. Do you remember when Yin Yang Twins? Yeah, there it is. I found it. Oh, wait till you see my yeah. There we go. Let's see. So would this count, Steve, as this is uh, something I found on YouTube. Would this count? You think this would turn people on right here? Listen. Let's see. You've heard this before, I'm sure. The way do you see my joint? Hey, how you doing, little mama? Let me whisper in your ear. Tell you something that you might like to hear. Dude, there are people having sex listening to this right now. We've achieved maximum O. That's, oh, for sure. That's so crazy. Sorry, guys. We just went off on another fucking tangent. We were starting to talk about movies, and we ended up thing. talking about this. I'd rather it's talk a about thing, this. Dude. Here's the thing. Like, people made, I mean, they made out like ridiculously fat cats off of this. And you know what? I don't think there's any brothers. Maybe I'm tripping. Brothers that what? Oh, wait. Yin Yang kind of did it. I don't think there's any brother ASMRs. Yeah, I think they are now. As of when was, this came out, like years ago, I can't even remember yeah, when. Yeah, but out. no one's on YouTube. Like, what if I did like music reviews in that? I was just like, yeah, Eminem's new track is crazy, dude. Crazy. You know what? It's worth a, a it's worth a look. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check it out. It's all right. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. I'm gonna edit out all the time I spend searching for this shit. But let's let's see. So, how would I even? Search that. ASMR. You want ASMR black. How about that? Yeah, black dude. ASMR. I don't think you try. They don't try to make it too complicated. There we go. Oh, here it is. She's eating a pickle. No. She's eating a pickle. That, gee, that girl was on. Um, she was on. Um, uh, Tosh point oh, doing that. Oh, she's they, so big. We have another one too. This is home. This is. We have a, quite a few actually. Here we go. Is there, this is. Wow, they do this for like fifteen minutes. G. Let's see what this one sounds G. like. It's. I'm just going to put some Wrigley's big, <laughs> Wrigley's big chew in my mouth right now. Today I am back with the It's insane. Okay, that's it is insane. That's enough of that. This is crazy. Okay. I like this. Gee. We're learning stuff that I did not know this existed. 16 million views some of these people have. This one has, oh, she's a, she's a slacker. This one is a 457,676. That is insanity. She's a loser. Gee, that is insanity. That is so many views. Hey, guys. I'm just trying to get, get me to a million views. <laughs> how come, hey, man, how come every time when people start videos on YouTube, it's like, hey, guys. Oh, it's me again, guys. How you doing? It's always, hey, guys. And I think that's like a, it's, it's become like a, like a reflex or something now. That's just what no you said. No question. Say. Hey, guys. As um, Duran Duran would say, it might be a reflex. 
not even going to answer that. <laughs> I'm not even going to. No. Just going to add that That's awkward the only silence. Song right I know, G. It's a good song, that though, dude. The only one I know. Duran Duran was I, I my shit. Homeboy's, Homeboy's version of it is good. Who? I forgot. What's the guy's name that um, remixed it for him? Oh, Niles Rogers? Yeah, his version is dope. Yeah, it was a little bit. You know what? It just gave he gave it a little bit of oomph. Yeah, there was, it was missing it, something, man. It's like when you're like cooking, you're like, what is that? I need that salt to something. Then you, then you do your ASMR, like, what is that? It tastes it, it needs something. <laughs> and that's how we lost all of our listeners. I should, you know, we just put up an online store. I should probably try to keep people listening and send them away. We're gonna end up with you all these people. Funny, dude? Pretty soon it's gonna be like, you, if you make a video, Heroes of Noise ASMR, you would get like. 5,000 views. Off. Oh, what if we did the entire show like that? Okay, look, listen, listen. Okay, here's Good the thing. Morning. If y'all want to hear this, you can email in. Email in. Welcome. We'll do a whole show like that. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise. My name's Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Let me put on my. It's time to read music. It's time to read the mail. <laughs> This one comes. This one comes I could not do it. I could not do Gina, it, dude. Gina in Texas writes. You guys awesome. <laughs> I know it. Hey, 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 Steve, how do you whisper loud? How do you meditate? <laughs> how do you... <laughs> Dan, Dan, why don't you go ahead and uh, why don't you go ahead and give him the contact information? <laughs> Gee, here's the problem. Here's the problem. I know we have to make we have to do uh, silent things with this, but gee, here's the problem. That's why they got the fast forward, ladies and gentlemen. No, all of them would say no. At least one person would be like, "Hey, you should really check out this show we have, or this show that we listen to called Heroes of Noise." And when it starts, we start whispering though, like we're we swear this isn't how it normally is. I don't know what they're doing right now. What? You know what we need to do is get a Patreon page, and we'll put that special show up for all those. Oh, the, oh, the ASMR, ASMR special? The ASMR Oh, my gosh. I think we could do that. Oh my. And we just really no, turned there's... the music down real low. Dude, we have to do it. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on the Patreon page. Yeah, let's, let's, let's try something real quick, Steve, okay? And then we'll get back, then we'll get back to it. We're going we're gonna to run a take of how it would sound, okay? Oh, Lord. Here we go, here we go. Can you hear that? I gotta get a mute button. I'd be laughing and shit. I don't know. Not be able to do it. I don't know why that strikes me so funny, but it really is. It is G. <laughs> now that you know it's a thing, you know what our luck would be? We get the most hits off of something like that. Maybe I will put that in the in the show notes this time or in the title and see what happens. Because you know how like when oh, you put you put certain words in for like I not so much on iTunes anymore, but if you do that for like YouTube, <gasps> I'm gonna tag it oh, in YouTube, dude, dude and see what happens. Dude. No, let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. And, and ironically, though, here's the best part: we're heroes of noise. We could totally do it. Gee, here's the problem. Here's the big problem. People would be mad at us. A horde of people would be mad because we're making fun of this. That's what would happen. Who says we're making fun of it? Maybe we're just trying to cater to the people. You know, I like to make people happy, Steve. 
Look, I'm making fun of it. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Shh, I am totally making shh, fun no, of it. No, you're not. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough, enough, enough. I'm I sorry. I think it's ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, ladies What have gentlemen. you been watching, Dan? All right. Let's get to it. So I do have a few, a few things to, to do here uh, to go over. I got a few things to go over. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want to just like, you're seeing all everything you that I'm seeing. Oh, that's always all me. No, I'm just joking, bro. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. The first thing I watched, I'm just going to go in like chronologic order of the week. Fair enough? Go for right. it. And by going chronologic order of the week, I'm going to talk about something that I watched. I forgot to talk about this. And I was actually, it was in my notes from last time that we didn't do a show. So I think I'm going to talk about that instead. All right. And what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is a little show, a little movie, actually entitled eighth grade did we talk about this we didn't right no all right yeah see i had stuff to talk about the last time we were supposed to do a podcast i had the meg ready to go i had uh what else did i have i guess i just had the meg in eighth grade so not that much work but still let's talk about it like machine gun kelly let's talk about it and i'm going to talk about that a little (laughs) bit later too (laughs) all right so anyway guys uh this eighth grade has anyone seen this movie show of hands there you are right there sir thank you very much all right, so it's eight, you, I didn't know you grade. went to go see this movie. I did. I saw it weeks ago, man. Let me see if I have a date on here when I saw this movie. I don't. But yeah, I saw this movie several weeks I ago. I heard it was good. It was really, really good, dude. I I, uh, I went by myself. It was when I, remember I was telling you I went on that mad run and I saw, what did I see that weekend? I saw The Meg. I saw this. I saw Slender Man, which was a giant piece of shit. And I saw, there was another one. I can't remember what I saw now. So it must not have been that fantastic. But eighth grade was the winner of those, man. It was super, super good. It's about this girl named Kayla Day. She's Guess what grade she's in, Steve? Go ahead. I'm going to go uh, eighth grade. Wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, she's in the eighth grade. And it's, <laughs> it's, her final, it's her final week of middle school. And she's this girl that, speaking of YouTube, and hey, guys, she has a channel of her own. It's got like four viewers on it. And what her whole deal is is that she's trying to project herself as a, someone that's very confident, that it gives advice on what you shouldn't do and what you should do to, you know, to maintain a healthy attitude and lifestyle. But what's really going on is that she's an eighth grade girl. You know what I mean? And I think I can probably speak pretty accurately here that most eighth grade girls are having like insecure issues and things like that as the boys are too. So super, super insecure. Her self image just absolutely sucks. And it's one of those movies where she's having to compare herself to the popular girls. There's always the mean girls in these movies like that. Right. And anyway, of course, right. So, it's just this really awkward. It's it's awkward in a good sense, though, because, you know, you feel her. I don't even know if it's pain, but you just feel her awkwardness. Um, her dad's name is Mark and he's a single father. And this is where I totally related to this guy, not because he's a single father, but it's it's different because my daughter's 14. But there have been different times in my life where I feel very connected with her. And then there's just those times where I just can't like we, there's something to miss. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you just can't connect properly. And this happens often, ladies and gentlemen. If you have uh, young kids and they're they're going to be teenagers pretty soon, and trust me, you can't fucking figure them out. It's crazy. So, I really kind of connected with Mark because of his his struggle just to connect with her, and he's trying to compete with social media. Yes, you know. So there's this one particular scene that was so freaking relatable. It was nuts because I mean, when you think about when you see kids now, most kids anyway, they're constantly staring at their phones, right, all the time. I mean, they don't even. T- and I'm not trying to sound like an old man here, but just to put it in perspective. Um, like when my kids have an issue with their friends, I'm always the first person. If they come to me and talk about it, I'm always the first person to say, look, you should probably call them up on the phone. And that sounds so mm-hmm. old school to them now. Like it, it's weird. Like they want to settle their shit on text and Snapchat. And it's really crazy. I can't relate to it. But it showed this girl 
uh, Kayla. She's laying on her bed, and they're playing that song "Sail Away" by Enya. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. They're playing. It, it, it worked very well because what it represented to me is that she was like sailing away, kind of getting rid of reality for a while. But she's spending all of her time looking on Instagram, and it just shows this. It's this big montage of. You know, you could see it flying by what she's looking at and liking pictures. And then she'll like take a picture, like a selfie of herself and put the stupid Snapchat. You know, what I'm talking. I don't I don't do this, guys. I guess I am sounding pretty old right now. But, you know, the shit that they look, I'm a dog. I'm stick my tongue out. And if I can, yeah. that kind of stuff, she's doing all of that. And but she's trying to project something that she's completely not. What ends up happening is one of the things that ends up happening is she um, is walking home from school. And when she was younger, she used to chill with people. But of course, you know, when you get into high school and things like that. You separate. Some people get popular. Some people fall back. Some people just become mm-hmm. invisible. It's one of those situations. She's become one of the invisible ones. And she's walking out and it's like, hey, your name, what's your name? Come over here for a second. I know you. And it's, it turns out it's like the most popular girl in school. It's her mom that's calling her over there. And the girl's like sitting there staring at her phone, ignoring her, even though she knows her. She invites her to, she, she has like, she wants to connect with her dad. It's not like I want to hook up with your dad, but she, ha- I forget what it is. It's been several weeks, but she wants to like, meet with her dad for some reason. So she's trying to make that connection. And she says, hey, why don't you come to my daughter's birthday party to this girl's horror? So she goes home. She's like, oh, yeah, maybe I can. And you know damn well she's not going to go. But it turns out that her father finds out about it and he sends her to the party. And this is where it just gets so awkward because this poor girl, she goes into the party and she's not, the way that they're showing it, it's a it's a swim party. So they're showing these girls and they're in their little bathing suits and they're all cute and everything like that. And then she's wearing like the one piece you know what I'm talking about? And she's like, yeah, shoulder, shoulders are all slouched. And, you know, she's not mm-hmm. she doesn't have a little perfect body on her. So she's feeling super insecure about this. She goes into this thing with all the, the layer of all the popular kids. And she just kind of like parallel plays around them. It's very painful to watch, kind of. And don't get me wrong. It's not like a sad movie, but it's like it's painful to watch because you can feel yeah. that. You know, I, I mean, I never really was like an unpopular person, but I wasn't the most popular guy in the room or anything. But I've been that way before where you feel like, wow, all these people have something in common. I'm just kind of here by myself. Of course. And uh, it's just it's so like you really feel for this girl. And she's so it's such an endearing movie, dude, is what I'm trying to say. That's just one of the scenes and how she navigates through that. But right before she goes out to the it's it's a swim party, she has to go put on her suit. And this poor thing just like has this massive panic attack in the bathroom, just trying to get herself to go out there. And then, you know, it, it all ends up going okay. But, um, it's, it's like her watching, it's like her watching all the cool crew. And there's like the cute guy and that she always gets like speechless over whenever he shows up. turns out they kind of start talking only because they were at that same party together. And now, and now she's trying to make her move. So like they're doing this thing where they're having like the, which is really sad that we have to do this nowadays, but it's like a, a school shooter, Alarm yeah, is the word I'm looking for. Not yeah. thrill. Thank you. That's exactly the word I was looking for. So it's like everyone get under your desk and be quiet. So she crawls over to this popular kid and she's just trying to connect with them, you know, and she's, she says things like she mentions to him in passing that she has dirty photo, uh, dirty photos folder on her phone. And like, that's the only thing that piques this kid interest. He's ignoring her completely until he says that. And he's like, oh yeah, you give blowjobs. And you know, just this awkward eighth graders. Like, uh, yeah, totally. You know, she, she doesn't know what she's doing. And it just, there's this, um, I really wanted to take my kid to see this movie. And I'm really glad that I didn't take my kid to see this movie because it was, I would have been fine with it, but there were parts where I'm like, is it a little bit like, Oh, I don't think she needs to hear this. Well, no, she's 14 years old and we would be, we would be foolish to think that these kids don't, you know, like, you know how you talked in school. I know how I talked in school. It doesn't change. Oh, gee. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But, but by 14, dude, I mean, you know, NWA was a thing. So, you know, I was acting a fool. Exactly. So what I'm getting I, at I is that they've you, heard it all. You would have felt weird. 
I, it, okay. I thought it was going to go someplace that it didn't go, but it got right next to it. And you're like, oh, God, please, this is really awkward. What did I'm talking about is after she told this kid, I think his name was Aiden, that, you know, she gives blowjobs. She goes home and she's like, oh, God, what am I going to do now? So she's trying to watch videos on it. And she ends up like going to the kitchen and she finds a banana. And this is where I'm like, oh, God, I'm so glad I didn't bring my kid to this movie. And she's getting ready to like practice on it. And her dad walks in. So it never happens. And I probably, you know, that's kind of a spoiler. I'm sorry. But what I'm getting at is it's just there's all these numerous scenes of, of like perfect child awkwardness, teen awkwardness. You know what I mean? And it's just such a it's like such a realistic movie. But there was something just so endearing about it. And so I'm not going to just over talk it. But what I'm getting at is this is the kind of movie of this very insecure girl finding her way and becoming okay with herself. And the way that it's done, it's just so fucking like sweet and endearing. You know what I mean? I really like this movie. I would highly recommend it that if you even, okay, you want to take your kid to the movie, take your kid to the movie. I'm not going to judge you. I wouldn't judge you either way, but just know that there are going to be some near misses as far as awkward goes. But I think that if you have a teenage daughter, particularly a daughter in this between like sixth grade to maybe like a, you know, anywhere up to high school, Mm-hmm. you're going to see some similarities, some, some real similarities to what it's like to be a parent, you know what I mean, of a, of a teenager and just trying to connect with them. And the way that it ends up, dude, it was like I, I almost kind of had a little tear in my eye because, again, I was relating to my daughter through this guy's, this her father's, you know, his words and his actions. And there's a certain part of the movie where she finally comes to him, you know what I mean? And the conversation that they have is, like, beautiful. I... Again, I cannot recommend this movie enough. I really think I, I felt bad about not talking about it. So I figured, why not throw it in something that you guys got to watch? It's called Eighth Grade. And I'm trying to find my notes real quick so I can at least. Well, I like the director because I've, I've heard his comedy before. And so I always wanted to I was like, let me check out Eighth Grade because I do like him. And he's on the right side of stuff. There we go. I was stalling and, you and guys because not... I couldn't I couldn't pull up my uh, my notes here. But here we go. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, man. If you're there, what's it? What's his name? The director? No, I uh, Bo, Bur- Bo Burnham. I only knew that because I just recently heard a um, interview with him, and I was like, oh, he directed Eighth Grade, Bo Burnham, and he's a he was a good. I think he actually quit stand up comedy. I think he legit said it's. I don't want to do it anymore. It's not healthy for me, and he just stopped doing it. <laughs> he just said it's not healthy for me. I don't want to be in front of people trying to make them laugh and stuff. I'm done. Because he started out as like a YouTube guy and went from there. From what I understand, there's not that many happy comedians. That's what I hear. That's what that's, I hear. That's what I, I hear mean, too. But think about it. You're in front of people trying to get reaffirmation, but that's what everyone's really doing. Yeah, you're course. literally so, standing on a stage saying, love me, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. As crazy, we are man. doing right now. That's true. No, I'm shit. I'm trying to entertain the people, man. I'm trying to entertain the people, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wanted to give but some... I, how I would I give, see it, though? How would uh, I see the... um? This movie, I believe it's still playing in the theater. It's it's getting ready to go away, and I'm sure it's yes. going to be on VOD within the next. I would say give it a month, two months tops, and you're going to see okay. it. Oh wait a second, okay, I'll see. It Did I see that movie? I think I saw that movie when I the other the fourth movie that I saw was Won't You Be My Neighbor. So it was like right around that time when I saw it. So I oh, it Won't be You Be My Neighbor exactly. It just came out. So and by the way, guys, have you seen that one yet? Won't You Be My Neighbor, man? I promise you. Let me see if we I talk. promise you it's fantastic. But uh, eighth grade is what it's called. And the actress that plays this wonderful, wonderful character, her name is Elsie Fisher. Elsie Fisher? Now, now there's an Isla Fisher and an Elsie Fisher. Any relation? I doubt it. I mean, life's a funny thing. It really is, Steve. Yeah, they might be. 
Uh, let's see here. Is there anybody? I'm looking for a place where I could see it, but I don't think I can see it in Fresno. It may be out of the theater. Oh, you know what? Uh, sorry, guys. This has nothing to do with you unless you live in our town, but maybe like UA8. That's the theater in town that takes the, the movies that are just getting ready to go out of the theater completely. You might be able to see it there. They're gone. But, I, dude, the first chance you get, check it out. I promise you, yeah, you will check really it out appreciate on, it. On, on demand. Now, I will say again on. that, you know, I, I've already said it, but I'll reiterate the fact that I think it's going to appeal more to an adult man. Well, my friend, our friend Sean from Horribly Awkward Podcast, he loved it. He doesn't have kids. So it's a good movie. You know what I'm saying? But I think that there's an extra something in it if you have a kid that age. So, well, I think again, I'll, I think I'm going to like it only because my son's a little bit older, but I remember, you know, things like that. And we all have like nieces, nephews, you know. So, yeah, not yeah, all. Totally. Not all, but some people have nieces, nephews. And either way, you were at one point in eighth grade. Sure. So you probably could. Exactly. If you've ever been in the you eighth grade, I mean? that probably makes all of us on here. Check it out because you're going to find something in there that's. I don't think that there's anyone that goes through life that is just 100% confident all the time. Do you know what I mean? And if there is, there's probably something wrong with you, a narcissistic or something like that. But uh, it's, it's really good. And you know, I was an insecure kid, so I think maybe that's why I related to it too. But I'm telling you, it's that extra little element of having a daughter and have been, been in those situations before where it's like, like, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. When she was in the eighth grade, she was really into Doctor Who. I happened to be in a Doctor Who too. So guess what? We bonded over Doctor Who. And we just, that was our thing. And she got into it really, like everything was a TARDIS, like you know, her whole room, like a fucking TARDIS. Yeah. And so, you know, and it wasn't just that, but I'm like, oh, I got myself a little geek kid now. That's awesome. And we would talk about things. And then just one day, man, it was just gone. It's like, nah, I'm done with it. And you're like, oh, but what about this thing that we used to share? Nah, I'm done. And you have to like find your way into like re-relating to your kid. I, was, totally. I had to anyway. So I think that's why this movie appealed to me so much because there was definitely some similarities in my life to that one. So again, that guys, is, I'm going to go ahead and give it a uh, a very strong four out of five. Check it out. That is strong. Bo, uh, eighth grade by Bo Burnham, directed by Bo Burnham, starring starring Elsie Fisher. Elsie Fisher. Fantastic okay. little actress, guys. Check, Check her it out. Up next, senor. Got some stuff for you that I watched. So there was a new series that started this week. There was a couple, actually. But the one that I'm going to talk about was The Purge. Did you happen to catch The Purge? I did not. Do you like The Purge? Uh, the movies are, if, if I'm doing something like something else, they're fine. Okay, fair enough. I get it. Like, I, I like them. I'm not like a huge fan where it's like, you've no. got to go see this one. And I still haven't seen the first Purge. But I'm great at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, sure. It's fun for Halloween yeah, it's Horror. fun. You know what I mean? And, and the idea, the concept of it is kind of terrifying. Yes. If that was to really happen and we were going to get some, I mean, don't get me wrong. We'll never have some crazy man in the White House or anything like that. But if, we, if we were, though, is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, maybe that's something like that could happen. But the whole principle, if you guys don't know, I'm sure most of you know what the purge really yes. is. But for the people that don't, it becomes a national holiday. It's set in the future. And there is a a group of people called the Founding Fathers that sort of take control of the government. And somebody has this fantastic idea that, you know, what we should do. We should, you know, let people take their aggressions out at least once a year. And we'll, we'll make it a national holiday, which is called the purge. So it starts at 7 p.m. and it goes till 7 a.m. And during that time, all bets are off. There are no laws. There are no rules, anything like that. You can commit murder, rape, whatever sick fucking desire you want to do. Do it then because there's no like there's no repercussions afterwards. So people just go crazy. Victim's point of view. And they're just trying to survive the night is what I'm getting at. Yes. But uh, now. Oh, what channel was it? I was on USA, actually. It actually came on two channels for some reason. It was USA, and I believe it was 
sci-fi for some reason it was a dual channel show are they affiliated do you know um i don't know it's a good question eh, no matter but that's that what was going on I and mean, it happened on tuesday night um so far dude i'm kind of liking it like it, i have a feeling it's a 10 episode show so it's not going to be something that's just coming on you know every season it's a 10 episode miniseries if you will and i i have a feeling now that it's taking place all in the same night so that makes a lot more sense because I don't know how you're going to get 10 episodes. It's just every, you know, every episode represents a year or something like that. But I kind of like it, man. I, I don't really, I, I tell you one thing, I'm definitely going to come back to it, but it just set up some, it set up the night so nicely. And, you know, you're, you're meeting the characters at first. And for instance, uh, there's a guy who is looking for his sister. His sister has turned up missing. He was in jail. I, no, no, no. He was in the military and he comes back. He's looking for his sister and I believe like they're all they have now. I think their parents are out of the picture and his sister's missing. Turns out that she is, uh, she's, she's definitely part of the purge. I'll just say that. I'm not saying whether or not she's going to be participating or in some other fashion, but that's his story. He's looking for his sister. There's another situation where there's this couple and they get invited to this founding father's party. Well, we come to find out, I'm sorry, I don't have the names for you, but we come to find out that uh, through flashbacks that the person's or the people's house that they're going to. And by saying house, I'm, it's a very, very, very much of an understatement because this place is fucking huge. But they're having this founding father's party. And the the couple that's hosting this, their daughter is like a big part of the story so far. And it turns out that these two had a threesome with her. And that's all I really know about that. So they're kind of uptight about being there. And then she's okay. not supposed to be there and she shows up. And that's all we really know about that so far. And then getting back to the sister again, there are this group of children it's kind of like a cult and they are devoting themselves to the purge i don't want to say much more than that but it was interesting to me and i think that uh you know it's something that it can kind of go either way right now hopefully it's going to stay if it stays just where it is there was just enough violence in it to for me to be like okay this is something that i'm going to continue to watching because i like the violence i'm not going to lie to you folks and you know the mask thing too there is one little like cliche thing about the purge movies and any movie that is like a scary movie where someone puts on a mask. What is it yes. about when someone's standing there like silent looking at their victim? They always and they have a mask on. They always got to cock their head a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? They'll just cock their head yes. a little to the left or the right. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's freakier and shit, but it's in every movie. So, you know, tropes galore. But if you like The Purge, I think you're going to like the TV series. And I believe it comes on Tuesday nights. Uh I saw it at seven and I'm not sure if it was a West Coast thing. It's got to be a West Coast thing. My guess would be it comes on Tuesday nights at 10 and your regular local channels, wherever you watch those things. But um, check it out. I think that one's good. As far as the rating for this one, sir, I still want to get a rating system one of these days. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a solid. I'm going to give it a three of five and I'm totally going to go back for more. You said how many out of five? I'm going to give it a three of five. Okay, that's not bad. How many episodes are there so far, though? There's only one, but there's going to be 10. Okay, done deal. What you got for me? Here's what I got for you, sir. I offer the cosign of Dan. I watched a little tiny itsy bitsy show that we call Paradise PD. Oh, okay. Very curious to hear what you say about this one. Um, it's, I mean, everybody, it's, it's a Netflix show. It's pretty much in the same... Um, vein is like family guy or f is for family it's actually from the makers of brickleberry if you yes. ever watch brickleberry um sans look. daniel tosh here's the thing uh-oh um i think that it was 
an interesting one episode. The second episode, I was like, I think I get what they're doing. By the third episode, it was like, okay, I get it. Okay. And then I was done. Yeah, it was just like, okay, you're it and unfortunately it's 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 in the vein of it's it's um imagine family guy. I was gonna say that and too. They, and they had no editors. Every joke made it. Nobody was just like, okay, let's pick that one, that one, and that one, and then put a story behind it and just sprinkle, you know, have fun. This one is like, throw all the jokes on that whiteboard, keep them there, and let's build a story around those jokes. That's what happened. How many episodes did you see? You said you saw like two and a half or something like Three, that? Three, yeah. Okay. I fell, asleep, I fell asleep on the fourth. Okay, well, admittedly, I was watching the show while I was cooking and kind of moving around, but I got, yes. I got the gist of it. And for me, I like crude, immature humor. You know what yeah. I mean? This show is 100% crude. It's childish. Yes. It's uh, borderline stupidity. It is very similar to, like I said, Brickleberry. And there's definitely hints of Family Guy. It's like all of those things on roids. You know what I'm saying? And But the yeah. cast is pretty solid, though. It's a Sarah Chalk, who is in Rick and Morty and Scrubs. She plays Gina and Jabowski. Uh, mm-hmm. David Herman. You know who David Herman is, don't you? No. Okay, you do, actually. Remember Office Space? Yes. Remember my, remember my man that was uh, rapping at the stoplight? And he got oh, real quiet? Yeah. So he's yeah, in it. Yeah. And then, of course, Tom Kenny. Fantastic voiceover work. SpongeBob. You name it, man. He's done everything. And uh, there's there's some other people. I'll give some other names. There's Kyle Kinane, Cedric Yarbo, Roger Black, and Dana Snyder. I'll tell you this, dude. It's it's crude, it's foul, and it's immature, and that's kind of what I want sometimes. Oh, you can be all those things, but you also have to be smart. And I'm not saying that it's not. I think I could see how I, yeah. I, I could totally see how it can be overkill for some, but I could also see how it could be a perfect show for others because everyone's humor is different. If it doesn't hit you, I completely get that. And I can't really like co-sign it on, on like, I can't be like, I'm fully down with this show and I highly recommend it to everyone because this is definitely an acquired taste and maybe it does get a little bit old, but I'm going to have to sit down again and watch it because I was laughing like a lot. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I would. I mean, it's, it's, there's the first episode I was laughing and unfortunately it was the second episode. I'm like, I wonder if it goes to another level. I feel you, dude. I like, really do. It's about to kick up another notch. I'm like, oh no, it does. And it's for me, it's a hard thing when they're just retreading things other people did better. That's tough because, like, the closest thing I have for this is efforts. Not even efforts for family. That's a smarter. Um, that's the problem. They're they're surrounded by a bunch of really smart things that do what they're doing better. Bojack Horseman can be crude, but it is working at a different level. And like Family Guy, as much as I'm like, some of those episodes are dumb, that is working at a different level. It can be crude and all that stuff, but it's just like the cleverness of the jokes are so good that you're like, I can't deny how clever that was. That was something I didn't see coming. These ones, if you pause and say, what do you think the joke is going to be? Either you're going to nail what the joke was, or they're going to make a joke worse than what you said. Yeah. You're going to be like, okay, or you could have done that. Yeah, dude, you're getting but, no debate out of me. I'm, you're right on point. Yeah. And that's, and for me, I think for some people, that's great. For me, I like to be caught off guard. Where I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, I didn't, oh my gosh, that's funny. I didn't see that coming. That's pretty freaking funny. But, um, and I think I got, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, 
I guess they were trying to make like a surprise. Did you see the butthole one? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I guess and at the see, end of that, that's one, what I'm getting at. Though I found that shit hilarious. No, it could have been. It could have been freak. And I thought there were times where I legitimately giggled, but there was not one time that I screamed. What about laughed. what about Hobo Cop? Gee, no, come <laughs> on, dude. It was and I get it. It's I think it's a um. And the thing is, this should be my thing. This should be right up my alley, dude. I mean, like, this is almost written for, oh, Steve's going to love this. But it was just, I think if I would have seen this before I saw anything else, if I had never seen um, any of those crude cartoons I had ever watched. Yeah, if you were to watch this the first time, it'd be the greatest thing ever. Oh, it'd be the greatest thing of all time. But when you have things that were working at such a, and again, it's not, here's the thing. I don't know what their budget is. You know, they might not be able to afford a BoJack Family guy, those sort of, you just can't, maybe you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe they're going to kick it up a notch next season. I don't know. But these ones, this is what I think, and this might be for everyone. This might be great, except for me. I think this is what you get when you throw everything at the wall and no one can take off anything. You just say it all. Everything you could possibly think. That means, hey, every 100 jokes, you're going to laugh once. I'm being serious when I ask this question to you. So obviously you watch movies and again, something like this that has, you know, obscenity in it. Right. But in truth, and I don't know if the two really need to necessarily mingle. You don't cuss. You, you, you don't use profanity as a practice, which I totally commend you for. because I just can't do it. I obviously I'm the one that's always dropping the F-bombs. Yeah, it's it's something that's ama- it amazes me that you don't do that. But it, it's awesome because mm-hmm. you present better that way. You know what I mean? It's not like I walk into church and be like, fuck, it's going to be a great Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not that no, guy. No, no, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just that I that's my favorite. It's one of my favorite. Words. Totally. I don't know. Sorry, yeah, it's, totally. it's where I come from, ladies and gentlemen. So totally. I'm wondering, I'm wondering because maybe the it's so crude and so, you know, immature and so in your face like that. And as you're saying, just throwing everything at the wall, that's going to stick. Do you think it's just too much for your preference? Sensibilities? And yes, I yes, think, thank you. That's exactly that's, I would. I don't think so, only because I watch, uh, what was that one with the kids? Big Mouth. That was the other thing I was going to ask That you. was way too, that was way more crude than this because it's children. But Big Mouth was borderline genius. And I don't know if that's because. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You need to be, you have to work. At a certain bare minimum level. They came me. from another angle where they were doing, you know, pubescent children and saying the most amazing things but thank you but the thing was is that they weren't lying about it do you know what i mean it was there exactly it's the shit that we don't talk about but they and then of course don't don't get me wrong you've got john mulaney and and nick kroll writing they're working dude it is it is not going to be a bad show and here's the thing they're also remember these people are putting in jokes that are really good but i'm sure they have people like they're like you know what this one's just not gonna fit this one's just not going to, we're not going to be able to work it in. So forget it. Throw toss that. I don't think anyone was doing that for this show. And if they were, I'm like, wow. And here's the thing. My problem is you can't have a dog, dude. You can't. Oh, you mean like, you like the dog's been done too much? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you can't. Now, no. When you have a show that did it so well, you can't do it. They're definitely competing with Brian from Family Guy. Yeah, you can't do And Brian is... You cannot have that guy because you're like, the big thing was, you know, he does drugs. Guess what? 
So does Brian. So did Brian. Hey, dude, you're not going to be able to outdo that. Yeah. And not only does it, you, I don't even know why they did. Why make a talking dog? Because before Brian, it was, it was, it would have been silly to have a dog like this. So it's obvious that that was an inspiration for this dog. But why even do it? Knowing that someone else did it better. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't. As I've said the entire time, you make valid points. And I would be lying if I said that the dog, again, I don't know any of the characters' names because I was watching it in passing. I think that's um, Kalkanane. What's that? I think that's Kalkanane. From his voice, I think that's Kalkanane. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, th- I apologize, man. Because I, I, I was uh, not, I was thinking you were trying to like play, do a play on canine. So oh, no, no, no. It's Carl. Yeah, I think it's Kalkanane. Gotcha, doing man. that voice. Um, you can't help but draw similarities to Family Guy on the show. And again, if you watch Brickleberry, which I'm not going to front, I did not watch Brickleberry, but I, from everything that I've heard and checking out a couple of samples that I saw, it is very similar to that. But it's it's definitely more than Brickleberry, from what I understand. So I here's the deal. I think here's the final verdict for me anyway. I think that there are going to be people that super love this show. Oh, they're gonna and yes. they're gonna laugh their asses off all the way. Yep. Then there's gonna be you know the opposite side for someone like say Steve. Yes. That I'm using you because this is literally what you said, that oh, you totally. sort of started off strong and you sort of, it just waned suddenly. And you were just yes. like, you know what? I've had enough. I yep. get that too. This is a show that's going to be much like um, what we were talking about last week with like, you're the worst. That's not going to be for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. it's two different shows completely, but there, you, you, it depends, man. It just depends on what your limit is, I guess is a good way of putting it. I don't know though, because I wouldn't even compare it to you're the worst. No, I'm no, no. I'm not comparing it. I'm saying... I'm saying for people saying this just might not be your thing because I can't say that this might not be someone's thing because this is this show. The idea is so is people's thing like this is their thing. It's just like it's just like someone saying like a car and they didn't put any wheels on it. And someone's saying, well, maybe cars aren't your thing. The person be like, no, no, cars are my thing. But I like cars that cars that work. That's kind of my thing. I don't. I think this will be up people's alley, um, but it's not gonna not be up other people's alley because it's not their thing. I just think if you like crude cartoons, give it a shot because I think it's a crude cartoon done bad. I do recommend that people watch this and make your own decision yeah. on it, but I'm yeah, not gonna give yeah. a rating on it because I didn't sit down and really give it my all. When I when I rate something, I want to make sure that I know what the hell I'm talking about. Granted, every once yeah. in a while, I may just sort of half-ass it. I'm not going to lie to you. But in this case, it's something that I plan on going back to. And I'll let you know. You know what I mean? If I do find out that maybe it was just, okay, I get it, Steve. I totally get what you're talking about. That is a bit too much for me. Because there, I, do, I have that too. Like, I do like dick jokes and fart jokes and all of that. I'm the king of that shit. But at the same time, if it's just something that's just constantly pounding at you, I can see how that you'd get calloused by it and not want to do it anymore. So yeah. I'm going to hold off on my rating. That, since we're talking about it now. But... um I will recommend that watching That first it. episode is good. Dude. It's hilarious. At least watch the first, first episode. That first episode is freaking it's, you're good. You're going to get everything you need to know about this show by watching the first yes. episode. And there, and is, there are some, yes. some super, super funny scenarios in the first oh, episode. Oh, dude. It is good. And then it just literally. I think. I mean, here's the thing, though. If I saw that pilot, I would green light that pilot. I would green light the show. Oh, for sure. Because I was, I was like, okay, that's cool. I would still say, lose the dog. If I were in my office, I'd be like, you know what? Lose the dog because you're already going up. a be- And I, and again, I'm not trying to because I mean, that was just I just don't think you should even go up against a behemoth like that. 
Just don't even get compared. It's just like saying, like, imagine if, um, uh, what was the name of the show with, uh, with, um, Mulaney and Homeboy? Big Mouth? With the kids. Yeah, Big Mouth. Imagine if Big Mouth had a dog that talked. People would automatically be like, oh, that's interesting. Now, they could, I don't put anything past them. They could do it and just do it, like, somehow, but they'd have to make reference to the fact that there's another dog on TV. But I would say if I saw this, if I saw this pilot, I'd green light it too. Assuming that, oh man, it's gonna if it's it's gonna go up from here, great. So based on that, watch the pilot at least, because man, it those were times I actually like loud giggled. Like, ha! That's funny. So definitely watch the pilot. I'll read the synopsis for you guys because we didn't really talk about that so much as much as the characters, but it's a, it's an animated series about bad cops, not bad as in corrupt, but as in just underperforming. Uh, they aren't first responders. They are the worst responders. And the quick, you know, the quick plot, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, is that there is a, uh, the main kid of the show, which I'm going to try and find his name because I know none of their names right now. I believe it is Kevin is the name of this is the name of the main character. And he's always wanted to be like his daddy wanted to be a cop. And mm-hmm. something happens as a child that kind of changes that whole course of uh, how history is supposed to go, yes. how the future is supposed to go for both him and his father. And uh, as an adult, his father ends up being the chief of police and of, this, of the Paradise PD. And Kevin wants to join. And no one wants to join the Paradise PD. So that's what it is. It's just him wanting to join his father's police yes. force. And it's just a bunch of misfits. And there's every single possible crude scenario that you can think of shooting at you all the time. I will definitely agree with Steve on that, that there's, it's just constantly coming at you, but I will say again, I didn't mind that so far. I will let you know if I change my mind. Totally. So that's it on that one, man. Actually, I was kind of curious about some of your viewings. You, there was something you talked Uh, about that you, you were very excited about and I have no idea what it is. So I'd like to hear about it. Okay. I'm going to go with the horror and then the normal. Okay. The horror movie I watched today was called The Terrifier. And all it is is a pretty much a gruesome killer clown. And let me tell you something, bro. This is a clown that is visually scarier than um, the clown in it, Pennywise. You're saying this clown's scarier than Pennywise. I'm going to have to check it out. Looks wise. I'm looking at him. He is pretty he... freaky looking. Looks like, Dude. A, looks like a member of Slipknot. Gee, it's pretty disturbing when, and he doesn't speak. He just makes these little smiley faces. At, it's just like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Like what happens is there's parts where a girl will look and he's making this crazy smiling face. And she says, look behind you. And the girl looks behind and now he's making a different face at her. And then she's like, he's weird. And then the camera will flash back and he's making another face. You're like, yeah. This weird thing that's happening right now is unsettling. And I don't know why it's unsettling. It's just freaking unsettling. And bruh, um, I'm very interested in what exactly comes from this director from here on out. I mean, I really was impressed. The fact that this was his, I haven't seen anything else. His name is Damien Leon. I haven't seen anything else from this director. And it feels like a first movie where it's just like someone saying, you can't do that. And him saying, why not? I can do anything I want. And some of the kills, dude. Like, I'd be like, if I were a cameraman, I'd be like, are we sure we want to do this? And him saying, yeah, yeah, 
That would be a gruesome way to die. Why aren't we doing this? <laughs> like when he, one of the kills that he does, when he, you know how he'll make a smiley face and point to the tool and point to what he's about to do. And I'm like, he's not about to do that. This is not what's going to happen. And it happens. And you're like, why, why, who, who would even think of, that's what the movie is. And it's, it's pretty freaking, it's a disturbing movie, dude. It's just disturbing. And it's creepy. And it's well done. And it's applause to Damien Leon. Great job, dude. Wonderfully done horror movie. Um, they even do that. They almost laugh at the fact of, you know, the, the, um, you know how they do that silly thing with the woman making silly mistakes. Now they're like, oh no, we're playing on that. We're just playing on that. That's what we're doing. And so the guy makes stupid, like everyone's doing the exact wrong thing, but it doesn't matter because it's actually the terrifiers movie. Hey man, I'm taking a chance here. Cause I have no, idea. I've never seen it. I don't know how it's going to translate audio wise, but I do have a trailer queued up. Do you want me to play it? Okay, play the trailer real quick because I'm about to use the restroom real quick. <laughs> play the trailer. I'll be right back. All right. So while Steve's taking a pee, let me go ahead and play this trailer for you. over your shoulder. What if that guy did this to your car? What guy? The clown? Do you really think someone slashed my tires? He knows this is your car. He saw us getting into it earlier. Listen, listen. Hold on re really quick before you say what you're about to say. Guys, obviously you didn't get a lot of that trailer from, you know, just the audio alone. But I'll tell you, that's a scary ass looking clown. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. He's a disturbing. And the thing is, what they did was, I don't know. What, what they did that was smart is, he's like, there is no voice we can give him to make him scarier. So let's just make him not talk. So he never has a voice ever. Never. And the thing is, there is no, okay, you know how normally they're like, they give you a background of something? Yeah. No, they start the movie clowns there. Deal with it. Life goes on. You got a cold he's open here. right off the bat. He's right off the bat. Guess who's here in the, wherever they are with him. 
Who is that? That guy looks weird. They don't give you any background on why he's like this. He's just a crazy clown, which makes it even scarier. So where can people see this movie? Netflix. Netflix. Okay, that means I'll be watching it. I think you told me that. Sorry. Dude, I should pay more listen, attention to you, sir. Listen. And the thing, you know what's funny about The Terrifier is I wasn't going to watch it until everyone kept talking about it. I was like, fine. And I go to uh, Rot- I go to Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 80-something percent. I was like, wait, what? I was like, what? what? This movie has 80-something percent? And so I watched it. I'm like, oh, oh, that's why it has a, because it's for horror fans. It's for horror. And I guarantee you, this is going to be a thing. This clown is going to be a thing. I can see people walking around in Halloween like that. Oh, dude, it's going to be. And the th- here's the thing. I don't know what it is. I'm not afraid of clowns, but I'm afraid of people it's dressing like clowns. It's something about that clown. Like him. And the thing is, he doesn't do, gee, there's a scene. Or a girl is trying to get away and they walk. She walks in and he's riding a tricycle in circles looking at her. I was like, I don't like this. In the trailer. He's not even doing anything yet. I don't like this. <laughs> and, I, it, and I was like, okay, Damien Leon found something. And he's just like, oh, I'm just going to pull this string all the way to the end of this movie. <laughs> I care. When you watch dailies, I guarantee that he's like, oh, man. I can just make creepy scenery and he's going to eat it up on the trailer. It showed there's a part where these two girls are sitting in like a diner or something like that. Uh-huh. And he's yeah. just like, you know, he's got it's where you, where you put your, you cross your fingers and you rest your chin on it. And he's just making all these uh-huh. crazy faces. Out. Yeah. That would fucking freak me. Out. I don't like that. Jay. And I don't the like thing it is, <laughs> That's where, and, and here's the problem with that. I think this can now be a series. This is going to be a, there's going to be a sequel because people are going to be screaming for it saying, yes, we want to know what happens next, especially you remember when I say things don't stick the landing? Yeah. Dude, this is how you stick a landing. <laughs> this is how you stick a landing, dude. And it's a terrifying landing. I want to bring something uh, back real quick. So we got the horror Olympics right now. Okay. Yes. Do you watch Terrifier mm-hmm. or do you watch Monster Project? Oh, Terrifier. All the way? All the way. It's not even... The thing is, the Terrifier is on a different... Like, I would say, if you were going to watch... I think this is the best horror movie I have seen this year. Is it better than Clown? I loved Clown. I loved Clown, too. I loved Clown, but it wasn't scary. This is scary. Not like you're going to be scared or whatever... This is like when you imagine yourself in that situation. Clown, I can imagine myself getting out of that. Yeah, I think that this will. And also, uh, spoilers, it was more of like a transformation thing, correct? Yeah. So this, this one here, yeah. you're just dealing with a crazy fucker in a diner. Yes. So imagine that hypothetical person, situation oh, can dude. be very terrifying. I get that. And imagine having a, a person that uh, this clown literally just all he does is kill you in the worst way. That's his goal. And I'm just like, dude, this you're going to love it. I think um, the people that love horror movies are going to like this movie. Uh, I think it's a it's going to be a sleeper hit. And apparently it's not much of a sleeper because a lot of people have seen it. And the fact that they put it on Netflix is genius. They're like, no, 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 we're not going to do all that. Let's spend it a million years on, on demand. He is going to kill on Netflix and get funded for another movie. No question. 
That's the Terrifier, directed and written by Damien Leon on Netflix. Steve Hudson, oh, dude. Dude. what's your rating, sir? I'm giving it a um, I'm giving it a four out of five, only because five out of five is saved for a classic movie. Fair enough. But f- I give it four out of five. Easy. That's a damn fine rating. Easy. And I would also recommend if you're going to watch this, make sure you're not doing other stuff. Because there are really cool kills that happen that just don't miss it. Just don't miss it. Bloody Disgusting says, dares to go where few films would even consider. Let me tell you something. You know what they're, you hear what I said earlier, be like, why would, you're not going to do that thing? Yeah, I know what scene they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I know what scene they're talking about. And that is probably the grossest kill I've seen in a, a few years. And according to Steve, it sticks the landing. That is a very high regard. I know this guy personally. Yes. All right. The terrifier or a terrifier on Netflix. Now, I'm going to take this down now a notch and tell you about an adorable eighth grade like movie that I watched. Senor, I do have a trailer for that one too, if you're interested. Oh, yeah, of course I'm interested. It's adorable. All right. Again, taking a chance. I don't know what you'll. Uh, is it a visual All thing right. you think? Let's, let's see what no, happens. No, 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 no. They're going to be talking. Let's, it's very, very. It's a lot of monologues. Let's check Not it out. Monologue, dialogue. So you, you're already saying right off the bat you adore this movie. Oh, I love it. All right. Let's listen. So you want to go to Stanford? Yes, I almost got a perfect score on my SATs. You're a good student, but Sierra, what's your step? Excuse me? Sierra Burgess is. Funny. <laughs> Kid wonder. True artist. Sierra Burgess. You are a magnificent beast. You know, I feel sometimes like you're the one teenager who doesn't obsess over looks. Upside you. I wonder what life is like for rejects. Move it, Veronica. Frodo is from Lord of the Rings. You're thinking of Quasimodo, the hunchback of Notre Dame? And that looking at you makes me want to gouge my eyes out. I met a guy. We texted. He definitely thinks that I'm someone else. It's called catfishing, and I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Oh, my God. Oh, like Veronica, Veronica? That's what I have to live up to? phone numbers in the world he texted mine you need to tell him the truth they're my words he's falling for me are you more than just a hot jock are you saying no (laughs) (laughs) would you want to go on a date with me uh yeah i know you've been failing all your classes so so i think we can help each other but i do need a date right now are you sure this is gonna work no oh my god i'm gonna answer hey hey so, how was your day? Uh, you know what? The audio is not synced to the video like at all. Maybe we should try again another time? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I can't believe it actually worked. <laughs> Do you think you could like me? You are exactly my type. Do you have any idea what it's like to be a teenage girl and to look like this? You know the hardest part is allowing yourself to be vulnerable. The truth. It's not ready. I don't even know who you are anymore. Wait, your voice. She's not that bad. She's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Growing up's terrifying. I don't know what I am. I liked it. I would watch it. It is. Oh, dude, let me tell you something. Okay, number one. 
the the it's it's kind of a play on Cyrano de Bergerac, sort of. Yeah, I was picking that up so, a little bit. It's a little bit, but dude, let me tell you something, bro. I will tell you, all of them are good. I, all of them are good. Uh, all of the actors are wonderful in it. You know, I can't complain about any of them. You know, Shannon Purser. But let me tell you who the star is. Because my girl Chrissy Metz is in it from This Is Us. She's really good. Um, but the star. And he's been a star since I first saw. The first time I saw this kid was on um, I'm Dying Up Here which is a stand-up comedy show. It's not a, it's a show about stand-up comedy in the 70s. Um, you know, a bunch of comics trying to make it. And his name is R.J. Seiler. R.J. Seiler. dude is a freaking star. I cannot stop watching. Now, I, I didn't watch his first film called Earl and the Di- Me, Earl and the Dying Girl. I didn't watch that. I heard Neither it was really good, though. I heard it was really good. But this dude is a freaking star. He plays a stand-up comic in the, in the movie or in the show I'm Dying Up Here. He's only like 22, 23 or something. He is a freaking star. Clearly playing I a teenager can, in this, right? Yes. Because he looks really young. He, he, and the thing is, on the I'm Dying Up Here, he plays a younger uh, person that's trying to kind of, he's trying to kind of be the next Richard Pryor. And he's amazing in the the that show. The kid is a star. But again, everyone's good in this show. Um, The interaction's amazing. It's fun. You know where it's going. You know exactly. Everybody that's thinking about it right now. Yes, that's exactly where it's going. Yeah. No, I can tell the formula. I know the formula, but it looks like a sweet movie. And I'm just going to say that I'm happy to see that Shannon Purser made a, a comeback after getting, you know, killed as Barb. And Stranger Things. That's a long way down. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Especially when you see everyone else still going on to season three and poor Barb got her, got her shit killed. You know, oh, spoilers, sorry. But, you know. And she, dude, <laughs> she does. It's three, se- two thing, seasons here's, old. Here's what I love about this one. Um, the, the reason I say it's Sarah Noah is because she is clearly smarter than everybody. Clearly. But they try to clown her for being, oh, you're this or that. And she just uses her wit to beat them. And they're like, well, there's nothing you can say to that. But whatever, we're cool. But she's so smart, so witty. And her friend loves her unconditionally. RJ Seiler loves her unconditionally. They just love each other. And it's no weird love, this love. It's just two friends that are so close that he has her back, she has his back. But the big, a, a person that I didn't expect to see was Leah Thompson and Alan Ruck. That was a surprise. I was like, hey, 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 back to the future and freaking Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> I just was so happy to see them together as a married couple. And it's just such a fun mo- If you need to feel good, if the orange monster has you tripping out, you need to feel a little bit better. This is a feel good movie. So that's two it- movies now. where, And I think this is a good trend, man, where we're having these, these high school or eighth grade insecure maybe not the perfect uh, what am i trying to say you know it's not like this beautiful girl the mean girls they always get those roles but this is focusing more on like uh and i haven't seen the movie obviously but to me it seems like it's focusing more on the inner self than the outer self you know what i mean totally. and i think that's good for kids today oh to- and, and the pretty girl um the one that's supposed to be quote unquote the pretty girl um what happens to her what 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 her story arc is believable because in the age of social media, they show how 
the life you project onto social media is not the life you live. And it's really fun seeing the life she lives as opposed to the life she portrays in social media. It's just a good movie, dude. And yet another so, similarity to eighth grade, man. I'm I'm in. I'll check it out. Check, you'll check, I think you'll like it. You'll really dig it. I would say both of those are solid picks. I would say watch Terrifier. Go to sleep after watching <laughs> um, Sierra. Sierra Burgess is a loser. Such a good movie. Such a fun movie. And every time you'll see someone like, hey, that's such and such. Hey, that's such. Hey, you know, it was just fun seeing people pop out. Because imagine my surprise when I didn't know. Uh, I was just watching and all of a sudden RJ Seiler. Oh, my boy, what's going on with it? Chrissy Metz. I'm like, this is us. Mary, you know, Leah Thompson. I'm like, what? And then Alan Ruck. It was just like, are they trying? Here's the thing. They're showing high school life and showing a few characters that we remember from high school. It was pretty funny. Hey, man, I wasn't even going to talk about this one, but the similarities and especially the theme that we seem to be going with on this show, I got to mention this show. And also, what is it? Sierra Burgess is a loser, correct? Not Sarah. Sierra Burgess. Uh, I was looking on the IMDb, and they actually share an actor of something I'm going to bring up right now, but I wasn't planning on bringing this up. Oh, go for it. Did you happen to see a movie called To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which is also on Netflix? I really, you know what? You're not, you're like the fifth person that st- asked me to, I know this, the um, theme of it. Dude, I, and, do yourself and a favor like, and watch this I'm movie. Watch it. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. It's very good. It's, it's a very, it's, a, it's an adorable movie, first of all. But the actress who plays, her name's Lara Jean. Uh, the actress's name is Lana Condor. Super, super adorable, man. Like, I really, really kind of fell in love with this kid. It's just as far as her performance is what I'm getting at. But the actor that I'm talking about is a guy named Noah Centino, who plays the love interest, Peter, on this one. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's only in it for a second, though. In in uh, Sierra Burgess. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he... no, 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 no. Noah Centino, he's the dude. Right. And he is amazing. Yeah, he's really good in, in this one, too. Movie. I like this one. I think this is cool because it's promoting, you know, it's again, we're getting something where we're getting a, a, a person of color who's the star. Yes. And yes. she does such a good job in this movie. I heard it was man. really good. Yeah, I honestly. Really I, good. I might even watch that one again. I don't know. These are movies that I, I'm not even considering it like a guilty pleasure. It's just very intelligent writing. And it's that's not guilty. No, no, it's it's not. I don't yeah. feel guilty about it whatsoever. Yeah, I it's recommend not a guilty. Like for me, these silly, you know what it is, dude? I need it. Yes, right it feels good. Uh, yes, I need to be like, okay, for every horror movie right now, because I've been on a kind of horror movie hiatus for a minute. Yeah. Uh, because I want to feel we're a living one. We're <laughs> living a horror movie. So for me, I'm like, I need feel good movies. And I've been the, for all the ones I've loved before, when I heard, I was going to think about watching it, but when I heard what it's about, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. I almost wish I didn't know. I wish I didn't know what it was about because I'm like, that would have been fun to be surprised at this thing. And I even know what happens with what she has. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have even heard that. Yeah, so. the, the quick rundown is a teenage girl's secret love letters are exposed and wreak havoc on her love life. So yeah. generalized. And I'm not going to say any more about it because, again, I wasn't really planning on talking about it. But since we found that similarity, why not? Right. And yeah. um it is so well done. This girl, you're going to fall in love with this girl, man. So again, to all the boys I've loved before, I'm going to rate that one 4.5 out of 5. I'm all over it. Very, now, very good movie. There's another movie you saw that I haven't had a chance to see, and I'm going to watch it ASAP. What is this movie? 
I was, you know, it, it's kind of funny. We're sort of running like a theme outside of Paradise PD. We've got a little theme going on. So we've got scary and then we've got the bubblegum teenage coming of age kind of movie. This one's going to fall into the scarier quote unquote scary movie. I actually really, really was entertained by this man. And have you heard of Summer of 84? I have not even heard of it. Well, you know what? It's a trailer kind of night. Listen to this. If I turn the volume up, <laughs> Dan fucked up. Here we go. The sheriff's office reports they're likely looking for a white male. Preferred targets appear to be males age 12 to 16. It's a serial killer. The caveman chronicle received a letter from an individual calling themselves the caveman slayer. There's a serial killer on the loose. What else could possibly be this exciting? Incoming titties. 12 o'clock. Guys, Nikki Keshuba. Scientifically the perfect woman. Huh. Better view of my room than I thought. Silly dreams. Emergency meeting. Treehouse. Now, Mackie is the caveman slayer. Mackie's a cop with a sick reputation. Wasn't counting on us. like you're 30. It's gonna be fine. Now go. You're gonna get caught either by Mackie or your dad. I know I'm right about it. That doesn't prove anything. Are you with me? I don't want anything bad to happen to you. We're trying to save people. Yeah, well, you're not. Guys at the station are gonna love this. <laughs> Just let it go. Sorry again that you're grounded. Let's see if I can get you out of this house. No hard feelings. serial killers live next door to somebody. Dude, you gotta trust me on this one. I fucking love this movie, man. Like, when I first saw the pre the trailer for it, rather, um, it stuck out to me because it's definitely, they're definitely using that 1980s theme that has been, you know, if you're not careful, it could get overplayed, right? So we've had it, mm -hmm. we had Stranger Things, and it definitely borrows from that. But it is not similar to it. Don't get caught up on the whole, similar, like, it's similar, and it's the 80s, and it's four teenage kids doing a thing. This is a great movie. It's written by Francois Simard and Anouk Wissel. Wissel, maybe? No, that's mm -hmm. a... Sorry, let me try that again. <clears throat> it's written by Matt Leslie and Stephen J. Smith, and the directors are Francois Simard and Anouk Wissel. I have not heard of them before. And I don't know if this is their first... You know, I think they have maybe like one other movie out, looks like. But guys, you just got to trust me on this one. This is a really fun movie. It's um very it's it's there's like real suspense in this movie. I, I like it when you feel like someone's going to get caught doing something when when they're racing against time. You know, you might be in someone's house and they might be on their way home. That kind of a situation. Lots of situations like that in this movie. And the whole premise is, if you couldn't get it from the trailers, after suspecting, excuse me, after suspecting that the police Oh, I fucked up. Sorry. After suspecting that their police officer neighbor is a serial killer, a group of teenage friends spend their summer spying on him and gathering evidence. But as they get closer to discovering the truth, things get dangerous. It's summertime. There's these four friends are hanging out. Let me give you the names because they're all like actually really great actors. There's Davy Armstrong that is played by Graham Vercher. There's Tommy Eats Eaton played by Judah Lewis. Dale Woody Woodworth played by Caleb Emery. And then there's Curtis Faraday. Uh, played by Corey Gruder Andrew. And then a familiar face here. Do we have any familiar faces on this one? 
No, I was actually thinking about, sorry, what I was getting at is John Corbett, by the way, just to backtrack, John Corbett is into all the boys I loved before. That's what I was getting at. So there is no familiar faces to me. Um, I really like this movie, man, because it's, no one believes this kid. And this kid is like really smart. He's the kind of kid that has, uh, like, it's like the 80s. So remember like when National Enquirer was really big or like even the the other one, The Examiner or something? You know how there, there was like the National Enquirer when you're waiting in the grocery store line and then in the back of that, there's that one where it's like aliens are taking over New York, that kind of shit. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? It's that kind of thing. So he's got posters all over his wall of conspiracy theories. No one believes him. He's got some kind of scenario going on with his friends where they've just sort of, they love the kid, but they've gotten used to it. They're just like, yeah, whatever, Davey. You know what I mean? Well, it turns out, it's it's kind of like a it's sort of like a play on crying wolf. Do you know what I mean? Yes. No one believes him until it actually there's something to believe. And I don't really want to go yes. too much into it. I'll tell you this that when I first started watching the movie, I was kind of on the fence because I'm like, wow, I, they're just completely. It's not the most um, like I think it was made for a fairly low budget, so it doesn't necessarily look like a low budget movie. And I don't know if it's intentional because it is in the 80s. You know, sometimes they'll put a filter on it or something like that. But um, I was just thinking, I don't know if this is going to be good for me. Like if it's something that I'm actually going to enjoy. There are similarities, like I said, to, you know, Stranger Things and everything. Just get past it. Put it down. Sit down for an hour and a half and watch a really fun movie. And the other thing, like you said, Steve, like sticking the landing. This movie totally sticks the landing. And it left you kind of going, oh, shit. Like I totally wasn't expecting that to go down the way it is. Like I don't know if there's necessarily room for a sequel. They totally could, but I think it's better if they keep it like this, just as a one-off, because you kind of end up, it's one of those, like, what's going to happen kind of things. You know what I mean? Okay. So, anyway, if you like if you like little fun horror movies, check this one out. Um, you I'm can watching actually, it. Yeah, you can, I, I actually checked it out on uh, iTunes, so I don't know where else you can get it right now. I think you can actually rent it on Amazon Prime for $3.99. Yes, you can. I'm looking at it right here. That's why I said $3.99. Isn't that weird that I said I think? I'm a fucking weirdo. But check this movie out. Uh, <laughs> really fun. Like, honestly, like one of the higher ratings. I was not expecting to have as much fun. I just watched it earlier. And I think I'm going to just sort of leave it for you guys to check out. It's a it's a mystery. It's exciting. Uh, these kids are great actors. And you don't necessarily get what you think you're going to get at the end of the movie. And I like that. So summer of 84, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to just throw this number around, but I'm going to go with another four on this one. I really enjoyed it. Can't wait to check it out, brother. But that's it, man. We covered lots of movies tonight. We did. We really did. Now. uh, Okay. Really quick break. All right. So do you want to do segments? The segments are going to take a long, I mean, the segments take a long time if we talk about what's happened this week, which are big deal. Shane Black is big. We can, we can do one new story and then we can get into the segments. Do you want to do the segments or are you not into it? I think we could do, I mean, if anything, we could do one segment. The segment we could do is that song one. We'll kill the and old I'll men on new music. I'll keep the quiz for next. Well, well, I'll keep the um, quiz for next week. Okay. Man, old men. On- get, yeah. The, the quiz was going to be next week. I can't wait to see how many you get. Old men on I new music is killed. Fresh. Yeah. No problem, man. I th- no, we keep it. Keep it. We're going to do, but we're going to do those next week. Okay. No problem. So then we can go. Yeah. No, hold on real quick. Let me pull something up. So are we going to do tracks to the future? Yes. I like that idea. Let me know when, because I I got the back to the future soundtrack uh, plugged up. Hold up. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Because we need to hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Give me just. Oh, we're not going to do the segments. Okay. What? What? What are we doing? I'm sorry. I'm confused. First, we're going to do. You have the news. Is there a news bumper? Oh, we are doing the news. Yeah. We're going to do a news thing, then the segment and call it. And I only have a quick, I mean, it's not going to take too long, but the Shane Black is pretty big. It's getting bigger as time goes on, especially considering none of the castmates factor. Okay, so then 
we're going to do the news, then tracks of the future, and then we're out. Yes, they were out. Okay, I'm not even going to fuck with the soundtrack because I can't find it right now. All right, um, so we're going into the news. Go for it. Okay, here we go. So this week, man, we have a little bit of news. Two th- the, the, the second one is quick. The first one is troubling considering um, – I don't know if you're – are you a Shane Black fan? I was. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently – this dude put someone who is a convicted pedophile. He wrote him into the script for Predator. Yeah. Uh, we can take it back a little bit further, actually. Do you, would you like me to do Go so, for sir? it. Yeah, please. Yeah. So it just came out the other day that during the making of the new Predator movie that's coming out by Shane Black, that stars Olivia Munn and a whole bunch of other people. Um, but I, I kind of want to focus on Munn right now. What happened was there was a scene that got cut out. Sorry, I want to see what the company is again. It's Fox. That's right. <clears throat> Imagine. Yeah. Right? Okay. So what happened was um, there was a scene that had Olivia Munn in it. Apparently, it was like a really small scene. But yes, uh, Shane Black decided that he was going to have his friend, who is a registered sex offender, and his offense was that he got busted for trying to solicit sex uh, online from a 14-year-old girl. Again, I got feelings about 14. You know what I'm saying? Like, this one hits home. So... Um, that's what got my attention on it, but he didn't tell anybody. So Olivia Munn was very uncomfortable with that. And I'm not exactly sure how she found that out, but she ended up going to Fox and telling them about this. They had no idea what was going on and they made him cut the scene. So problem solved. Not necessarily, in my opinion. Would you would you agree that the problem's not like that's that's it's not solved. In fact, I don't even know if it's necessarily even addressed for that matter, because it's like, oh, okay, you. You got me busted. I'll just take it out. Okay, let's let's keep going. Yeah. You know, but then there's people like, and I'm not going to go down on like a, another road here, but you've got someone like Shane Gunn that has been stripped of his Guardians of the Galaxy. Depending, I don't know what your opinion on him is actually, Steve, but James yeah. Gunn, yeah. What did I just say? Shane I said Gunn. Shane Gunn, didn't I? You know why I said that? Hey, Shane Gunn, if you're listening, he was my friend in the sixth grade. Sorry about that, James. Gunn. Oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why that's, that's the only other person I know with the name Gunn. But James Gunn, sorry about that. And what's up, James? Uh, Shane, whatever the fuck. Anyway. James Gunn got stripped of his Guardians of the Galaxy position of writing and directing because of some, you know, albeit stupid things that he was tweeting about that had to do with pedophilia. They were all jokes, and I get it, okay? But you got, you got a pretty hard punishment right there. So now we've got Predator coming out, and it turns out that Shane Black was hiding this information from Fox. He wasn't going to tell him. He was just going to let it, you know, just let it slip by. But the real fucked up part of this for me is that he even had a friend that did something like this and said, you know what? You need another chance. That blows my mind. I was never a humongous Shane Black fan. I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of Iron Man 3. And um, what else did he do? Get, refresh my memory because I just blanked right now. Is it a lethal weapon that he did? Yeah, he did do a lethal weapon. That's right. Sure. And, and he's done some other things too. And yeah. I've, I've liked what he's done. I'll be honest with you. Even though Iron Man 3 wasn't my favorite. Um, I just don't know if I can get down with that anymore, dude. I'm one that I, I kind of draw lines in sand certain times, and this one kind of bugs me. I don't think that I'm going to be seeing the Predator movie. I don't want to give money to something that's going to make him succeed. It's I not that I don't. Not. It's not the fact that I don't want to see it because I'm a fan of Predator movies, and you know, yeah. though this one doesn't look like the greatest to me, I'm not that yeah. invested in the Predator series um, or franchise. Rather, I just can't see myself, even with Movie Pass, giving good money. To the, to the makers of this movie. It's not necessarily Fox's fault. They said, listen, 
let's fix the problem, or at least part of it. But Shane Black's going to profit from this. And I just can't get down with it. So I have very strong feelings about this. I really think, you know, matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and say, fuck Shane Black for doing that. And I'm out. For real. For real. And the I'm thing out. is, Alimia Mon said a very important thing. She said one, in, in one of her interviews, I've watched like three of her interviews today. She said, we had kids on the set. You don't think that that was like valuable information we should have had? You know what I'm saying? And here's yeah. the problem with those weak co-stars of hers. I don't know what Sterling K did. I don't know. But I know Travante and the other dude during the things are like, do you forgive him? And freaking the dude's like, yeah, you know, I forgive him. You know, he made a mistake. Something to that effect. Olivia Munn had to say, I do not. I don't forgive him. He wrote a press thing. And he hasn't called me personally. He hasn't explained himself. Heck no, I don't forgive that dude. And she went on a... And thank you, Olivia Munn, I fully, for being know, the one person with guts. I know she's kind of got a tainted reputation in Hollywood. I've never had a problem with her. I've always... Nah. Hey, she's yeah. crazy attractive. But I've never had a problem with her. I liked her on Attack of the Show, G4. I've never had a problem with Olivia Munn. I respect no. her for doing this, man. I commend her for yes. doing this here because it's fucking bullshit that he was going to do that. And I'm dead serious. As much as I say something like... Even like Kevin Spacey. Fuck Kevin Spacey. Fuck Shane Black. I'm done. I'm out. No money will ever come out of my pocket towards Shane Black. And here's the sad part. They gave it a standing... The co-stars gave it a standing ovation when it premiered. Well, what are you going to do? It's just... It's trash! Olivia Munn didn't. (laughs) She didn't. I don't think she'll be working with Shane Black anytime soon. You don't care. And here's the thing. She said, I don't care if this movie makes $100 million. It's not worth my truth. And I love that she said that. She's like, I don't care if it makes it. And she said, I might, she is considering stepping away from show business because she's like, if this is what you have to become to be in show business and you have to just bow your head to this, I can do other stuff. I'm like, she is the real deal. She's the real deal, G. I've always liked Anybody that has something to say about Olivia Munn at this point, as long as she don't do it, because you know folks be going on that, you know, as long as she don't do a weird, uh, you know, racial situation, bruh. Or sexist or whatever situation, homophobic. Dude, anyone says something bad about Olivia Mom, Amun, gee, I got to come for her back now. You throwing dogs? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she had the guts that those co-stars didn't have. She spoke up when the co-stars gave him a standing ovation. Skip that. You going to reload your guns and start fighting people, man? If, uh, gee, you start bashing time, on Olivia? Bro. Just like Mission Impossible, you got to reload, bruh. <laughs> Because here's what I'm saying. It was real. What she is doing is real. And it takes guts, G. It takes guts. A lot lot of people have it. Yeah, you could easily become a pariah in Hollywood doing shit like that. Totally. People don't want to touch you. You know, they don't want to. You might be like a whistleblower or something like that. They don't want to bring that kind of an environment to them. It makes people tense to work around something like that, I'd imagine. Not everyone, of course. But I'm sure it's that way. And it seems like what we're finding out is there are so many fucking perverts and pedophiles in Hollywood that it's, it's very likely it could happen again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Coming from that standpoint and having, oh shit, Olivia's got the, she's got the whistle out and she's on to shit like that. Um, I commend her 100%. I stand by my word. Fuck Shane Black. I will not see his movies anymore because you know what? That was just trying to help out a friend. And if that's the kind of people that he has as friends, I, I have no, like there's nothing for me with him. You know what the dope thing she said was? What's that? She's like, I felt very isolated because she was the only one speaking up and everybody else kind of was suckers. Chumps. Gee, I'm telling you, this is why we need to get interviews with these folks. Maybe we'll only get one. But bruh, 
it's in these times where I, I would have to be like, bro, why didn't y'all have her back though? You didn't say nothing, brother? You know, I got to come, especially for my brothers, man. I'd be like, dog, where were you raised though? Like, what would your mama think? How far That's did you sad. go into the story, man? Did Do you think Sterling K. Brown? And- they haven't said anything about Sterling. She said her co-stars. No one else has said anything really, G. So they were aware of it. Of course. Yeah, they got told. She said, but the thing is, Olivia Munn called people because someone told her she called everybody and said, hey, by the way, you know this dude's a registered sex offender. And they're like, oh, crap. Um, thank you for telling me. We didn't know. And then just <laughs> We better keep this quiet. Him. Exactly. Fell in line. And Olivia Munn was like, hell no, nah, bro. This is some bull jive. And let me tell you something. She gets all the props. Like, if I ever meet her an interviewer, I'll say, first of all, much props for what you did. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sorry that no one stood. And I'm sure she'll probably be like, no, someone did later on. Because now, now that it's out, I want to see what the co-stars say now. They have no excuse now. They have to say what something What do they now. say now? They got to say something unless they just still fall to the back and don't say anything. Like, Sterling K has to say something. He has to, right? I just hope he does, man. And you know what? I like Sterling K. Brown, man. I hope he doesn't do anything stupid with this. Or, yeah, or, I don't you know. like him that much. I, I like, like you know what? No, let me, let me let me say this. I like this is us. That's all I'll say. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking for Keegan to say something, Sterling to say something, Thomas Jane, Travante Rhodes. I will even stop there. The main co-stars. I want them all to come out and say something. Even I don't even know who he is, but even Boyd Hallbrook, who who's like the second build. But dude, Olivia Munn, look, every director that wants to make a point needs to hire her now. Be like, you know what? She stood up. She is saying, I'm not expecting to be hired anytime soon. They need to make that, they need to say, hey, we'll prove that if Hollywood's changed, well then prove it, G. Hire her. I don't, you know what, man? I honestly don't think she's going to get too much trouble by it. Like I said, in, you know, the scenario that you, you could potentially become a pariah to certain people. I, I mean, listen, as much as I like Olivia Munn, I don't necessarily think she's the most fantastic act- actress in the world, but that doesn't necessarily mean she doesn't deserve the shot. So I wish her yes. well, man. I, I think that I totally commend her for that. Now, on another note, people are coming at my girl, my woman, Serena Williams. Let me tell you why. Today, she was docked a point because someone accused her. She, she was accused of being coached during a, a tennis match against uh, Naomi Osaka, right? Today. May I stop you for just a quick second? Because it's yes. regarding this story. So I did see a very small clip where she was having to explain herself to, and pardon my terminology with tennis, I don't have the terminology. I, let's call it the referee for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, where she was having to explain herself that she never cheats. Is this what you're talking yes. about? Okay, yes. please go on. So she gets called and say, hey, look, you just, um, you know, you, uh, the referee says that you were coached during the match, which is, you can't do that. She said, no, I wasn't. And so she actually approached, she told the ref, like, look, I wasn't. And she said, I would rather lose than cheat. Yeah, I heard that. I would, ra- yeah, I would, I would just rather get beat. I do not cheat. And so he docks her. What happens is she calls him, she docks him, her a point or one of because she says you're a thief because she took a point away, right? Right. And so she gets docked. And she, at this point, yes, yeah, she is arguing now with the staff. She's arguing with the referee and all this stuff. And she's doing what she should do. She's like, look, this is not fair. She said, I have seen 
male, she said it on the court, male players have said stuff worse and you didn't do this. Why am I getting docked? What's going on here? I have seen male players say stuff, stuff worse. So she loses the match and it's hard because Naomi, A, Naomi Osaka is playing her hero. So she wins and Naomi wins. They boo Naomi. That ain't right. This isn't right because now she can't even enjoy her win. She puts her hat over her face while she's walking to give um, home uh, Serena a hug. Can't even so look the Serena crowd in the eye. Can't even look the crowd in the eye. So finally she's picking up her, you know, her trophy. And immediately Serena's like, can hold on, time out. No more booze. She won. She played her tail off. This is her moment. No booze. We're going to get through this whole drama, but you do not boo this girl. She worked hard. She came up here and she beat me. She beat me. You give her love. And so then everybody went crazy because Serena Williams is the queen and, in my opinion, the best athlete that has ever walked the face of the planet. Now, during the press conference, Serena says, oh, this is such a good thing. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. She says, I have spent my life fighting for women's rights, for us to have an equal footing, for us to be treated the way we should be treated. Today... I fought that. That's what I did today. I was thinking about my daughter. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about every 14-year-old girl that's going to be looking at this, saying, you know what? You can stand up for yourself, and they can't say anything. Right. For every girl that says that's been told, you're being emotional. Look at you being all emotional. Why are you being so emotional? She said it didn't work out today. But for that 14-year-old girl, by the time she comes up, it's going to work out for her. And she gets an ovation in the press room. But I was like, that's what I'm talking. She's she's willing. She's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to just dock me. Because look, let's just be real. She's about to start swinging that power around. Because if tomorrow she says, okay, there's a US Open, there's also a Serena and v uh, Williams Open. Guess where she, guess where people are going to start going? Right. She can start swinging that power because already they did that thing saying that cat suit you were wearing was disrespectful to the game. And what does Serena do? You know what? I'm cool with the guy who said it. The head guy, we're cool. You know, I'll just wear something else. It's perfectly fine. She just totally chilled, even though, even Nike, you saw that ad where you're like, you can take the uh, woman out of the cat or something like that. Uh, but she said, oh, no, it's fine. You know what she could have done in that moment? She could have been like, if I don't wear a sock, how about this? I don't play. How about that? Yeah, she could have gone all prima donna on him, but she's got class, man. She and But at this, here's what I'm going to say. Now, going forward, I hope she does. Now she's going to be like, you know what? I'm done with this bullcrap. This dude called the same bogus bullcrap on Venus. So from now on, if you don't do me right, I will walk. Because she has the power to do so. She has the power to do so. Be like, I am not going to be disrespected on the freaking court that I am now popularizing for you. Because truthfully, there's only a few people that are making people watch tennis. Serena is one of them, if not the one that people are watching tennis for. If she doesn't play, watch your ratings go down the tube. If she doesn't play. And she could do that because she has enough money now. She has enough money. I wouldn't be surprised if she has more money than her husband, who is also filthy rich. She's in the, when, when, when we talk about it's a buyer's market, she's the buyer. And sometimes it's a seller's market. Unfortunately, right now it's not. No. She is a person. She is. A, and the thing is, she feels because when she was talking about how she's fighting for women's rights, she was getting choked up. 
because it bothers her more than she's able to let on. And that's even a problem. She didn't feel like she could cry. You know why? Because people see it as a woman's weakness. That's why. She's trying to hold it together. Let a man cry. They'll be like, oh, he's so, that's good. He sees in touch with his emotions. Wow, that really, that was moving. That was moving. moving. Exactly. She does it. She's emotional. So that really pissed me off only because I know people with daughters. She's fighting for women right now. Right now, she's fighting for a situation where most people's daughters can now go up to the professor and say, I got a bad grade. This is not right. And the professor can't be like, why are you getting all emotional? Whereas if a guy, a college student walked up and was like, hey, I didn't get a good grade. I like that you are, uh, you know, you're, re- you're, 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 you're strong. You're assertive. You're direct. You're assertive. Exactly. You looked me in the yeah. eye when you said that. I respect you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I think she's fighting for daughters to be able to say, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid of being emotional. If I get up there and I start crying, I'm not crying because I'm afraid or because I'm sad. I'm crying because I'm mad because I'm more angry than they are. That's why. She's fighting for that. So for Olivia Munn, for Serena Williams, these are things that we have to ride for. And if you have a podcast or if you have, if you write, if you do a medium post, if you do anything and you say, okay, well, we're like, you know, we really concentrate on regardless of what it is. If it's politics, you already touched it. Pop culture, you're probably touching it. But if you're not, now's the time to do that. Because someone's going to look back and you don't want to sit there and be like, my son is 30 years old. He's looking back on our old podcast. And well, I tell you, though, Terrifier was great, apparently. He really loved <laughs> th- that cartoon. Yeah, but isn't that the time where Serena was making a stand for women's rights and Olivia Munn was doing this thing and, uh, you know, uh, the orange monster was trying to take America bit by bit away? Yeah, but, you know, that movie, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but you said nothing? No, you you know what, dude? You've got a really, really good point right here. Because, you know, in truth, this anyone can just stop listening to us for yes. something that we've said or something like that. Yes. But you're 100% right that that we this is the time. We do have a platform where we can speak our minds. And I'll, yes. be, and I'll be honest with you. I commend you because you're always hitting those points. I have points I'd like to make too. And every once in a while I do hold back because I'm afraid like, is this going to cost us a listener or something like that? But the thing is, dude, this is the time to be saying this thing. It's a fucking crazy world right now. And there's so much, and I'm not even talking about war, but there's just so much fighting going on so much Mm -hmm. fighting for the, you know, for the cause fighting for the right reason, fighting against the wrong reasons right there. Mm -hmm. Why not contribute to that? If you don't want to listen to our show because we have, we speak our minds, you know, I could be a dick and be like, well, fuck you, don't listen or anything like that. That's your prerogative. I'm going to be a man about it. Say that's your prerogative. If you don't want to listen, that's okay. But we do have a lot of other good shit too. But Steve makes a very good point. Like, should one day my kids, because <laughs> they don't now, but should they ever start listening to what dad's talking about on the show? Yeah, I would like them to hear that dad stood for a little bit more than, you know, um, the new Spider-Man game. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I get that what, completely. Yes. That's what, and that's what these people are doing, like Serena and Olivia. They're they're, they don't have to. They could just sit and rest on their laurels and enjoy the money. But I think they're they're seeing this thing where, and it's not just them. It's no, it's people, a movement. Like man. I mean, it's a movement. I mean, look at Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and these people that are just like, you know, Cory Booker this week released these documents and he's like, you know, you could be kicked out of the Congress. He said, then kick me out. Abide by the rules and kick me out. And it's just like, okay, a. Yes, exactly. And it's like, for me, it's like, what am I willing to lose? If someone says something off the wall, what are you willing to risk? And if you're not willing to risk a podcast, you're not willing to risk anything. That's just a bare minimum situation. If you're willing to say, I am not going to say this thing because I don't want to upset people, which I 
every person is done. There's things that I wanted to say, but it just got to a breaking point for me where it's just like the only thing you're going to be able to have is your reputation when you die. That's the only thing you take with you is what are they going to say when you, when they're up there talking about your life? When I watched Aretha, Aretha Franklin's 10 hour funeral and they still couldn't get everything in 10 hour funeral. And they're just like, these are the things I could say about this person. John McCain. I'm not a fan of John McCain. Um, but when you look at what people said about him, they said things they, and it, they didn't have to make it up. These are real things and say, oh, well, they didn't say enough of the bad thing, whatever. That means they had enough good things, though. Let me tell you, if someone, if, if at your funeral, if they were like, we're going to do a funeral and we're not going to say the bad stuff. How long would your funeral be, though? Did you do enough good? Did yeah. you do enough to make a difference right. where it's just like, wow, we couldn't even get around to the bad stuff because this dude made an impact. He did something. He said something to someone. He made a stand. Look at Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was a, you know, he was boxing. He could have just said, okay, fine, I'll go fight for you. And he didn't. And they literally threw him in jail. But he was just like, that's what's going to happen. I knew that when I talked that this might happen. And it's like, dude, if you have any platform, even if you're at work, if you're a leader at your job, and if people say, oh, you know, I really don't like the way that person talked to me, that is your shot. What did that person say to you? Well, he said this, but I'm not going to even trip. You take them by the hand and be like, how about I go in that office with you? Because this is wrong. That's your stand. You ain't got to lift, flip over tables. But that little thing right there, that might change the course of that person's life. Be like, I didn't even know you can, you weren't supposed to be talked about like that. I didn't even know you couldn't say that. I just knew it made me feel bad. You could turn a, fl you could literally turn a flighter into a fighter by, seriously, by sticking up the, for them. Seriously, all the next thing you know, you're like, hey, that person running from Congress, they look familiar. And you're like, oh my gosh, because they're like, that day I realized I had a voice. There's someone listening right now and just like, oh, I'm not going to write this book about, uh, you know, patient rights in hospitals because no, who's going to read that? People will read it. Write something that means something. Sing something that means something. Speak something that means something. Preach something that means something and people will listen. And I'm off my soapbox. No, I appreciate that, man. That was actually awesome. And, you know, it's like, I'm, you know what? There's nothing else that needs to be said about that. Steve Hudson, you fucking killed it, man. I respect oh, you for that, dude. On. No, I, I'm not even being stupid, dude. Seriously. Like, you, you say things that I want to say sometimes. And you just say them. And you say them so eloquently. You know what I mean? And well, it's good. And it's good that. No, seriously. Hold on. It's good yes. that this show isn't just all like we were saying. It's not just about, you know, dick jokes and movies. There, this is a platform and it's just I'm, I'm sort of sitting here in, in silence, not now, of course, but listening to you and going, you know what? He's absolutely right. It's not doesn't mean that we're going to turn the show into like yeah, politics yeah. central or anything like that. But we do have we're in a position where people are listening. Yes. But I want to keep them there, of course. They will. But we you know are, what I mean? Yeah, we have. I mean, dude, listen, for the people that I see on Twitter, you know, uh, that um, we interact with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, from Emmy to Melissa to Pat to my boys, my boys, Johnny Bud and, and Mixie Mick and Mixie. You know what I'm saying? Um, Lindsay, all these people that we interact with online, like we Tyson have Tyson, you know, preacher, oh boy. But the people that we're interacting with, that we're socializing with online. When I look at their when I look at their Twitter lines, I'm like, nailed it. Like we 
nailed it. Ours, our whirlwind of people that are in our sphere are exactly who I want in my sphere. We nailed it. We don't have any crazy people be like, uh, yeah, but don't all lives matter though? <laughs> we ain't got none of those folks in our sphere. Our sphere is just dope. And so I want to say thank y'all because that just means that, you know, you are making your, like when you added us to your Twitter line, you're saying these are people that I want in my circle. And so I appreciate being in your circle. It means a lot. Like everyone that, you know, listens to the show, most of the people that have added me, like I literally interact with you and you're a, you're just good people to interact with. So thank you so very much. Did I miss anybody? Who else? That's what I was thinking. Did we say Pat Houlihan? We said Pat. And we said Emmy, right? We said Emmy. Okay. Um, Said Melissa. Oh yeah, Mr. Pedro, Pedro Carson. Pedro Carson! My What's man, our new dude, homeboy? Seth. That we just, who's the dude that we just, oh, Seth, what's up? Who's the new brother that-, that Oh, we just, yeah. Uh, yeah, look- We can't leave him quick, out, man. Mate. We can't yeah. leave you out, sir. He's probably like, oh, they sucked. I jumped off like two weeks ago. Nah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait, oh, it was Preacher. He listened to Preacher. No, but he actually added us too. His name, okay, I don't know his name. Sir, I don't know your name, but let's get acquainted, all right? Because- you go by Mr. Chief on Twitter, and it's, uh, I don't know if he wants me to say his handle, so I won't. But Mr. Chief, because I don't know your name. Welcome to the party, man. I'm glad that, dude, we have listeners. You know what I mean? We have, and it's not even like, like I'm saying it for like, oh, people are listening to us and want to hear what we want to say. We've made friends through this show. You know love what I mean? It. I love, love it. We it. were, Steve and I were talking about that the other night, man. It's just, um, I can't, I'm just falling in love with podcasting because we're getting to meet all of you beautiful people. And um, I really hope that you guys stay on and I really hope you guys participate with this particular show. I know that you're like rabid when it comes to Preacher, but please come along, man, because uh, I think that we can find ways of incorporating you into the show. You guys are a community and thank you very much. I just want to say that. Steve said it way better than I did, but you're on Word fire tonight, man. Word up. You're just, just on fire. Let me tell you something. We're about to get even more on fire because we're going to let you into a little part of our childhood. <laughs> See, Dan, okay, let me tell you something that's just so strange. Have you ever had an idea that someone shoots to you and you're thinking, why is that a good idea? Like, Dan texted me this idea. And when I read it, I was like, huh. And my brain was like, yes. And I'm like, why though? Why does this make sense? And I couldn't. I still don't know I, why it does. I still don't know why it makes it. But I was just like, for some reason, it is a freaking good idea. And I don't know why. I just thought it was so. And I immediately. You saw how quick I was able to pull up this song. I knew exactly what song I was going to pick out. I was like, oh, I know. I know which one I'm going to pick out. So explain the segment, our, our last wonderful <laughs> segment to our listeners. All right. Well, to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure how this is going to go. I presented an idea to Steve last night, this morning, actually. I think it was like 1 a.m. when I texted you. I'm so glad you're a night owl. I get off of work and I get ideas. And all I really said was, hey, what if we pick a year or pick an age and we pick a song that we listen to like like at that age and sort of like just, just play it and we'll talk about it. Like songs that you maybe one I haven't heard and I'll pick one that you haven't heard. And we'll just talk about it, where we were, what we were doing, what our thoughts were at the time. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be a little funny tonight because uh, the contrast is, is there's such a contrast, bro, <laughs> where you were. Because what we what we decided on was Steve sent me something and he was 16 years old. Correct. The song that yes. you sent me, you were 16 years yes, old. At the time. 16 years so at yeah. that time, I looked it up. It happened to be 1991. So I went to 1991 thinking, OK, well, let's just do that year. 
And to be honest with you, it was all like where I was. It was just all the shit that you're still hearing. That's all great music, but it's all, you know, like Alice in Chains and things like that. So I went, okay, well, he was 16. I'm going to go with where I was when I was 16. And sir, it's a very big contrast. I'm very curious to see what you think about this because I, right, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you, no, 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 first. Okay, cool. Me you're first. You're first. Right. So this is 16 I, years old. I don't even know what, you know, like how we're going to go about it. I think I'll just start playing it. But yeah, we'll do like 30, 30, 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also thought of like, what can we call this segment? Maybe it's something that we'll do if you guys like it. Uh, what can we call it? So I initially went with timestamp, which that's OK. That's Maybe it needs a little something. I like it. But then Steve came up with something. And I'm going to have to do this, Steve. I'm sorry. But Steve came up with it. And I like it. And it is tracks to the future. <laughs> I, I don't have a bumper for it yet, so you know. <laughs> Tracks to the future. All right, I'm done. So, all right, so That's Steve, um, I'm gonna go ahead and just start playing it, man. I I, I want you to paint it. me a little picture of where oh, you were, what was crazy. happening, where you were living, and all okay. that. All right. So, okay. Steve, do you want to go ahead and uh, introduce the song? So this song, this is a song um, by a group that some of y'all older folks might know. His name, their name's PM Don. Um, what happened was I got this tape and uh, I was in an Adventist high school with about 80 students and I would listen to this song on repeat. I knew it like the back of my hand. This is my cut. Let's hit it. What? What? This is crazy. Yeah, All right, man. Dude, what, is, what, was six, what, was, what was 16-year-old Steve Hudson like? I was in gymnastics. Um, I was the flipper. I would flip like crazy. I was still trying to learn my keyboard, trying to figure out how to play and stuff. But my main thing was just like, wow, if I learned to play my keyboard and sing real good, what girls would like me? And so I would be listening to this song, trying to rap to it. And it was just, PM Dawn was my emotional animal. They were me in music form. Let's bring it up a little bit. <laughs> you, care, you care to sing along to it, Steve? Heck Show me your no. talent. <laughs> Heck no, but that was me, man. That's my song, G. It's your turn now. Where were you living? It's your turn now. Where were you living? A Royal Grandy. Oh, no, no, no. Um, at that point, I was living in San Luis Obispo. Did you have a girlfriend? No. I never had a girl. I only had one girlfriend throughout all of my um, my time at that little high school. And it was funny enough, it was a Japanese foreign exchange student that really didn't speak English. That was my girlfriend. Look at you. You have a very Nailed interesting it. life, man. You did, did you? <laughs> I did. No, I didn't, obviously. But it was I'm my first kidding. kiss. First kiss. Oh, that's romantic. See, now, Steve's a wholesome young man. All right. I he's, he's a he's a very wholesome. That's a good song. I like that. So, guys, just in case you're wondering, PM Don, a watcher's point of view. I like so, it. I've never heard that song. I like PM Don, and I've never heard that song before. I love PM Don. I, I, and the thing is, with no, as much as people make fun of him, now with no PM Don, there's no Drake. There is no Drake without PM Don. They were singing, doing that whole emotional rap before anybody was doing that, and people clowned them then, and now everybody's doing it. And I think they did it far better. Oh, they did it amazing. It meant something. Even though I didn't know most of what they meant, it meant something to them. So, all right, now. Did you, did you ever cry to the song Die no. Without You? No, but you know what song did? Uh, wait, 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 wait. 
That's a no, good song. That's such a damn I good song. I loved the song, but what was the other one? Oh, um, uh, remember looking through patient eyes? Vaguely. Like I really wasn't yeah, a huge, I liked them and I respected them, but I, I just, I don't know. I think it was the time I, well, you're about to see, well, <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's see, my you were turn, 16. Huh? You were 16, so that must make me. I was like 20, and I was just doing a whole okay. other thing at the time. Oh, but also, can we, uh, with. Um, hey, whatever uh, you want, uh, man. I Die Without You. That isn't a. I, gee. Set Adrift on Memory Bliss of You. Gee, that's, that, that, is it my turn? Is there a better. Oh, one day we're going to have to do best first lines of a song. Is it my turn is a great freaking first line, dude. Is it my turn? I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I was about to. I Gee, that sounded just like it. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Holy crap. There's no I fucking way I would like sing it. that, though. No. Gee, tell me that that's not a great first line. It, the whole song. I wish that I had it queued amazing. up. I would just play it. I'd play the whole damn thing. I don't care. See, that was from that was from a wonderful movie soundtrack, too. Boomerang. Gee, how good was that soundtrack? How good was that movie? That movie. Gee, have we had a movie like that since? Uh, Stylish brothers walking around. I don't know, man. I, I don't think that movie just kind of sits in its own little category. Oh, it sits in that. You know was, what I mean? And no one knew who Haley Berry was yet. They're like, who's that? She's pretty. Eddie Murphy. Gee, David Allen Greer. Martin, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good movie. I really. That liked. was a Robin Givens. He had a little uh, thing. Tisha Campbell. He did. He didn't like feet, or he had a thing about feet. Gee, huh? That's right. He saw those he, feet. Gee. <laughs> I liked it when he, when he's laying in bed with Robin Givens, and he 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 was like, oh please. Oh, <laughs> and he pulls, he he's sees like, her face. He's like, yes. <laughs> Gee, that was such a good freaking. And then he was, remember that scene with Grace Jones? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Since we're talking about it, if you haven't seen Boomerang, oh, watch dude. that shit. It holds up. It really does. <laughs> it, it really holds up. It was really good. All right. All right. Go for it. What? Explain. Okay. Before we get started, how old were you when this song? I chose 16 years old. Okay. Because you were 16, so I went, I'm going to go ahead and do that. So the contrast, <laughs> dude. I, I, okay, I, okay, all right, let me set this up. Um, okay, please. I was an angry kid, Steve. Uh, what? You saw my hair, right? That's true. So I'm trying I'm to. Bad. So, guys, I had a mullet. I was 16 years old. Uh, I really, really, really wanted long hair. My hair was like, I didn't have rock star hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to, like, Jeez. blow dry my shit to get long. <laughs> before before we go forward, let me tell you something. Have anyone ever in your lives did you, you ever think back and be like, "Dang, I should have invested in Apple in '84 and I'd be rich." What happened was, Gail invested. <laughs> yes, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, dude. That's a really fucking she good point. Invested early in what in what would seem like an interesting investment. A lemon. And he grew into this Mac where everybody was like, oh, what a great catch. But Gail can say, yeah, I made this. this she saw, was she not saw the forest for the trees. Like. Gee. And now people are like, oh, you're such a good catch. Be like, yeah, but in high school, Gail saw something in me that nobody saw in me. Or some people did. But gee, like you transformed dog. You transformed. Formed. Check this shit out. So I liked all kinds of music. I've always yeah. been very musically oriented. I've just, I love all kinds of it. Since I was a kid from jazz yeah. to R&B to you totally. name it, man, you name yes. it. Um, at the time I was, I wouldn't say I was a follower because I tr sincerely dug it, but I was just talking yeah. to Gail about it tonight. And she's like, I don't know what you say, what you, 
a lot of people like this band, by the way, a lot of them. But and they're just about to actually go on their final tour. But yeah, I was an angry kid. So, Steve, are you ready for this? Oh, I think I am. Well, Steve, let me just tell you about a little band called Slayer. Wait, what is it? Slayer. Oh my god! <laughs> and Steve, well, let me see. I'm so, so check this out. So, no, oh, you're gonna need it. Um, this is like one of their more famous songs, and this is what turned me on to them. So, I have to, it, and now you know, like I'm not a really big fan of Slayer. They, to me, this is my opinion. A lot of people get pissed off when I say this, but they just sort of stop. They were, they, they had a thing in the '80s, and they were a little scary. You know, and they were super fucking fast and aggressive, and they um they they talked about a lot of shit that other people didn't talk about, and that's I think that's what drew me to them. But my grandmother used to spoil the hell out of me, and she took me to a record store called the Warehouse, and I said, well, you know, she came in with me, and I said, this is what I want. I, well, she took me specifically to buy this album. Now, wow. now you got to understand something. So we get back into her car. She drove a blue Cadillac, and it's all quiet. You know, we, I think they were probably playing something similar to what you had on. You know what I mean? Like just a second ago. Uh-huh. In in the store, so everything's all cool, and I say, uh, I said, and I called her Nana. I said, Nana, do you mind if I, Aww. do you mind if I put this in and play it and see what you think? Uh, after this day, because I had pictures of them all over my wall. Okay. She never went into my room again. She was living with us for a little bit. And she would clean my room and stuff like that. Actually, she wasn't living with us, but she was there all the time. And she would like go and clean my clean our house. That's just my grandma. That's what she did. And she would clean my room. After this day. She never went into my room again. So are you ready for this? So uh, I'm sure this is like, I'm sure someone out there has heard this song. This is what Dan Ramirez was listening to pretty much exclusively at the age of 16. And it is a song by the band Slayer called, are you ready, Steve? Hit me with it. It's called Angel of Death. Here you go. The best part's coming up right now. So this is what my grandma heard. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, Steve, um, I scared Dan, the shit okay. out of my grandma. So now, no, let me just, let me just Dan, put it in perspective. Please, so please. now you got Dan. I, I wore Slayer shirts, Metallica shirts, like exclusively. That's pretty much all I did. Walked the halls. I had the blow dried, blown dried hair because it was too curly to straighten, so I had to straighten that shit. I wore pants that were so fucking tight you could see my pulse, and I had like the, the and they were like cuffed. They were cuffed, and then I had like the Air Jordan high tops. So you got a, you got a, you got a sort of a visual of what I'm talking about with the jean jacket that had nothing but patches of Slayer and Dog, and other bands like that. I was being me, man. That's what I was doing. So I've seen this band. I used to go see them all the time. And I don't know what it was. I was talking to Gail about that. She's like, what was it that, that? Okay, first of all, let me just say one thing. Yes, I know what you guys are hearing. And whether you like this kind of music or not, there is a, I will only say this about one member of the band. There's a man by the name of Dave Lombardo that fucking killed it and still does. He's one of the best drummers ever. And uh, he introduced me to like metal double bass, which I will be playing for you guys in just a second. But yeah, so that was me. Um, I've got to be honest with you, total pothead. Listen to this. Listen to this drum fill right here. Eh, not as good as I thought. But anyway, so that was me. Gee, I was a pothead. not bad. Dude. Oh, just wait, just wait. I was a pothead, and uh, I never went to school. I was kind of a loser, dude. I used to ditch all the time. There was a Foster's Freeze across the street. That's where I graduated from. <laughs> I mean, I was like fucking there wow. all the time. I, you know, and it was weird. Like that was the time in my life where I was like, 
I was a follower, you know what I mean? Like, I liked this music, but I was just, I wasn't myself. And I think that's why I chose this one, because it reminds me of a time, much like what we were just talking about with the eighth grade movie and all that. Um, I wasn't real secure with myself, so I was trying to, like, emulate something, all this, my surroundings, and I kind of really got into this. But it ended up turning out that it ended up making me a drummer, like... This is one of the bands that made me want to be a drummer. I haven't played drums in a long time, but I really, really fucking love Dave Lombardo. And I just want you to hear how fast. Now, these days, by today's standards, what he does with the double bass is pretty much commonplace. And actually, like, that's all you got? Because, But he's he's one of the, like, the innovators of this. Do you know what I'm saying? So it'll be coming up in just a little bit. We got a little bit of time. So I'll turn it down a little bit. Gee, I, that's not bad. What's that? The drums or the No, the, the whole song is not. Listen, it's not, it's, it's really, the shit. Yeah, it's not bad. It's fucking heavy. And you know what this song's about? What's it? It's about, it's, it's actually about um, the Nazi camps and uh, uh, Joseph Mengele. The, who they call the angel of death the guy that would like do experiments on people and stuff like that they're not praising him they're telling a story about it is what they're doing oh. but at oh, the same time yeah, okay. at the same time back then they were trying to offend do you know what I'm saying like that was just that's just what they did so but, what, uh, what they weren't saying that he was a good like no 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 he's a good dude like no him. listen to this Here comes Jeff Hanneman. Actually, that's Gary King. There's Jeff Hanneman. It's coming. Just give me a second, Steve. Humor me. Always switching up guitars. Listen to this. Here it comes. Lombardo, ladies and gentlemen. Dude. That's double bass, boy. Do you understand how many bones were broken to that part? Like, like that's the thing. Like, I know you've never been to anything similar to that. I'm going to turn it down now. I think that uh, you've never been to anything like that. But going to a show back in the day like that was, first of all, it was a celebration, but you always had those assholes that wanted to hurt people. You know what I mean? Of course. And you've yeah, heard exactly you've heard of so. the pit, right? You've heard like a mosh pit. I use that. Yes. I never really say mosh pit, but I always called it the yes. pit. Um, that's an experience to be had, man. And I, I used to do that shit all the time. I, I can't tell you how many times I had a concussion. I know it sounds like a fun thing, right? Almost broke an ankle just like getting in this shit. But it was fun. And the only thing that I really like that sticks out to me, though, in that is that I was a follower. You know what I mean? I had to find myself. So that... I still, I think that's their best album, just for the record. And I'm still a fan of that album. I do like Slayer, but it's just, they say they sort of fell off to me. And I just ended up like, my my tastes matured. And I that started listening. That wasn't bad at all, considering. I actually plan on giving you more of my, like, teenage years. Like, some of the thrash shit I used to listen to. Like, there's a band called Anthrax that I adored back then. Um, I never would have told Wait, you I adored Anthrax? Them. Oh, no, I'm yeah. thinking about... You have Pantera. Anthrax. You have everything. You have Pantera. Anything that I will play for you, you pretty much have. And I know you're not going to throw that, no, throw that no, in. Which one had the guy with the, um, with the long beard that played keys? Long beard that played keys? He had, like, a pointy, long goatee. Was he bald? Yes. I think you're thinking of a band called Dream Theater that's still around. My bad. You're Jordan, right. his name's uh, Jordan Roots. But I thought he, yeah, I thought he did do stuff for um, other 
people, though. If it's who I'm thinking of, Jordan Rudis plays with, uh, oh, God, uh, the it's like this. It's an uh, instrumental band with other members of the band's Dream Theater that I'm talking about. And then, um, oh, God, you caught me off guard, dude. Liquid Tension Experiment, I think is what it is. But uh, it's, yeah, liquid tension experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. Are you looking on? I, uh, what I are you am doing? because I because I was like, why did I see him with a bunch of different? I was like, oh, maybe you're right. It's a super group. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. But he he's oh, actually seen them. I know I've seen them on like YouTube and things like that. But I've is seen right? Dream Theater. I've seen Dream Theater probably like four times. They like opened are up for Iron me? Maiden. Oh yeah, they're super talented. Like again, I know this he's isn't dope, your style dude. of music. He's silly. He's I, silly. Dude. I can't play this thing, but I want to show you something real quick since people can hear it. He actually is a, he made an app and it's called MorphWiz and he actually uses this with Dream Theater. Uh, I won't like go crazy with this thing because I know it's just a crazy sounding thing, but check it out. So he made all these, it's like an instrument and it's just shit like doing shit like this or hold on. Oh, that's really cool. But you can like... I mean, if you know, I don't. I have no idea how to play. But if you knew how to play it, you can literally play songs with this thing. And there's all these different sound effects. It's really kind of cool. And I think it cost me like nine bucks to play with. And I, just, I play with it all the fucking time. I just can't play it. Gee, that's imp- like he's he's legit. But again, going back to your P, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start trying to because look, we, if you co-sign something, I'll check it out. Because you co-signed a group before. It turned out to be one of my favorite groups. So maybe you're gonna. A little bit of an acquired taste, but I think as a musician, you can complete, you know what I'll do? So you don't have to like find the gems. Cause I'll be honest with you. There are some songs of theirs that just bore the living shit out of me because, and there's some of them that are like 15 minute long songs and, and, uh, but that's, but people love it. People love dream theater, but all I'll do is I'll just kind of put a little greatest hits together for you and give there you a There we go. That would help a lot. There is one song you may have heard of dream theater though. It's called Pull Me Under. Have you ever heard of a song called Pull Me Under? Oh, no, no. I've never. Maybe, I, does this sound familiar? No. used to come on the radio all the time. This is probably their most, you know, radio-friendly song. I won't make you listen to the whole thing. Okay, let me just, let me throw a little fast-forward on it real quick, guys. I just want you to hear his voice and tell me if you've heard this before. Never. Do me a favor, humor me, Steve. Just hear the chorus real quick. It's right here. shit to me man i love that shit that's not bad at all dude. i'm not really a fan of that particular album it's called images and words but i always that's what that was my introduction to dream theater and it was the only song i ever heard him play on the radio and i remember i was a courier i used to drive around delivering medical records at different doctor's offices and like that song is the shit and then like 
15 years later, because they've been around forever. Uh, 15 years later, I just happened to like get back into them again and started seeing them live. And they're, they're fucking mind blowing how good they are. They put on some super long shows. And again, I'm not into all of their music, but the shit that hits. Oh, my God. It's so good. Very talented. I think you could totally appreciate it. Most definitely. G. That didn't sound bad at all. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how this segment really panned out, but you learned something about me. I think it was fun. I (laughs) I learned something about you. And I think next week we're going to have other segments, but we're going to keep, we got to keep this in the rotation. You know what we have to keep in this in rotation? Tracks to the future. And I will keep saying that until you produce, I need you to produce a bumper, man. I need some music and then I won't do that anymore. (laughs) I'll be like, doing tracks to the future. Boom. Like, oh, okay. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your effort, man. You get it. <laughs> you're Ladies you're a workhorse. We have bad news and we have good news. Bad news first. We must say goodbye. Good news. We're going to be back next week. So I'm going to now before I go, I want to make sure that Dan doesn't have any shenanigans up his sleeve. Did you want to do that contact information again? No, I'm good. But I will tell you guys again, go to www.heroesofnoise.com. You're going to see everything there that I was about to say or that Steve asked me to say. But more importantly, I just I want to stress because I'm excited about it. There is a store now We you can put our logo on a shirt. And I just think that's so fucking awesome. So check it out. At the very least, check it out. Let us know what you think. Write in. Do you like the design? What else would you like to see? And for you word listeners out there, I'm working on something. I'd like to get a shirt on there, too. There's an issue with the uh, the art that I need to kind of work out before I do something like that. Cause you know, I don't like getting sued, but yes, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never really thought that yeah, it would be, I thought sure. it would just be a one and done kind of thing. And then three years later we have uh, the same logo. So I think maybe it's time for us to work a new logo out, but I'll tell you for our word listeners, I'm going to work on something for you guys and we'll have a word shirt in the store. Uh, give me, give me a week or two and we'll get it on. We love you so much. You have no idea. We love every single one of you. Anybody that we didn't mention, we're going to mention even more when we start getting more followers and everything. But we love each and every one of our listeners. This is the last time we're going to hear my voice until next week. Can't wait to talk about ne- oh the segments that are coming. And don't forget, I haven't forgot about who this. We ain't going to do who this next week. Oh, it's, it's been a coming. long time since we've done it's who this. It's been a long week. We haven't done who this. It's been a freaking minute. But we will do it. And this is coming from Steve. I love y'all. Peace to the next crazy looking episode. That's it for me too, guys. It's been fun. I hope you enjoyed all the the different, (laughs) you learned something about us today. And uh, hopefully I didn't blast your ears out with the Slayer. Uh, I had a really good time on this one, Steve. Would you agree? You had a good time, I'm sure. I loved it. That was a test. I thought he was going to turn off his recording, but he didn't do it yet. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Because it hurts when you do that. It really hurts me. Okay. That one was on you. I did not. That was not a fucking setup. Okay. It was totally. <laughs> uh, you, be, you be the judge, ladies and gentlemen. Was that a setup? Does Steve just like that's what she said jokes? I think that's the true answer right there. But anyway, it's been great. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week. We will be back next week with another show, uh, show 36. So we're climbing. Uh, I told you we're going to be coming every week now. So for Steve Hudson. Wrong answer, sir. Wrong answer. <laughs> You broke my flow up, man. Now I got to get I'm these. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry <laughs> I got to get my lips all back and I got to gotta wrap them back up and let them slowly come back down again. Like I was going to say for Steve Hudson and my, so I just, you can, now I can't even say it, dude. You stop laughing. That is so funny. Hey guys, guess what? For Steve Hudson, I'm Dan Ramirez. This is the Heroes of Noise. You guys have a great week. Peace. <laughs>
Yeah.